Manganese. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 23rd of February, 2014. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Yeah. And Zachary Burgess. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's we've all we've got. Our, we've wasted a lot of good, good stuff in the bit where we weren't even recording a test. <laughs> what have you wasted? I didn't even hear it. No, Dan wasn't Dan left. That was part of it, because we were like, you ready, Dan? Dad. <laughs> and then it's like we just hear this noise in the background like <laughs> like you shutting your door or something oh i guess he's not ready there <laughs> <laughs> apparently not but now we have begun the salad no, we, we, we were just talking about like alternative recording setups like involving wiring wiring or rigging curtains in a little create a little cubby hole in the corner of the room to reduce echoes you think you're making a recording booth out of curtains? I don't think yeah. that's like the most uh, no. professional. It's dampen enough. <laughs> yeah, it maybe. Sound, but do you think it's a bit too echoey over there then, on your end, or or is it? Well, Zach, Zach was complaining about the last episode that you know it sounded a bit weird because I was too far far away from the mic. But if I'm far away from the mic, then the volume is more reasonable for my loudness. <laughs> yeah, mm. his voice carries a bit better than mine. <laughs> Well, what are the other options? Well, this is this is fascinating. Well, we've, got the, we've got my little office room upstairs that is has carpeting, so that may be better. But the echo dynamic would be more of that of a bathroom, I suppose, because of the closed walls. Well, that might be it's about as wide as a effect. desk. Yeah, yeah, about as wide as a desk and not much deeper. So it's well, some people record records in bathrooms, don't they? For the and yeah, that's why you're, the... you're, people sing in showers and they think their voice sounds awesome because you get awesome re- room reverb off the really flat you surfaces. Could, you could probably pull off a pretty good Bowie impression up there. You think? Yeah, that sort of, that sort of like... Oh, know, was, space, uh, was, spa- uh, was. Yeah, it's Spaceman reverb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Ground control tonight, it's on. <laughs> Is that your Bowie? Okay. <laughs> I just, I can't do Bowie without thinking of the Adam Buxton's Bowie impression. That's why. <laughs> It's impossible. Do you ever get that where you think of the impression first before you think of the actual yes, person? Yes, definitely. Yeah, and the it. problem is now when I think of Bowie, I think of my impression of Bowie. <laughs> oh, no, that's even <laughs> Which <worse>. is terrible. <laughs> Which is nothing to do with Bowie. <laughs> it's like when, when, Bowie. <laughs> it's almost as bad as you thinking of the Russian accent in terms of your Russian accent, which is a bad German accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be Especially funny during the Russian Olympics. <laughs> Did you see that? Just going, yeah, yeah. Did you see the way they ended it with the uh, with the. Um... One, you want to call that news? Yeah, the news. Winter Olympics happened. Olympics happened so much. Hey, I, oh, yeah. I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah, but... oh, I got into the curling, man. They oh, really you're a curling fan. Curling. Oh, not on not, not on the telly. No, you had, you had to kind of watch it live. Yeah. Um... But that was probably actually better because <laughs> because uh, live it's not like you know action packed. That's no, fine. I quite liked watching it live. It was kind of no again bowls. You know. <laughs> See, I thought it would be the least distracting thing I could have on a side monitor whilst coding on the other one. Right, but I no. was wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's tense. <laughs> it is tense. Well, oh. except for like the, the the final of the men's where we shot the approach was just awful. <laughs> Classic. And he knew it, because he was like, every other shot, he was just like, head to the sky, like, going, oh, really? Hail. 
But they've been so good up to that point. Oh, dearie me. They must have just been good. having a bad day. They, they got lucky in like two or three cases where they were just like, there's no way we should have won that, and then we did. <laughs> I went there, bad. They're... I admit, they were no Canadian team. Those guys were a bit shit hot. Ladies were nice, though. And the curly. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and the curly. <laughs> Is that your go-to sport for sexy ladies, curling? <laughs> Not beach volleyball or anything like that. I, I don't I think guess. it has been in, in previous years. I think we got lucky this year. Like, the okay. they, were, they, they were acceptable. It's like... There's, there's like no... Te- you haven't got terrifying... They are still Scots, like all of them, but they're not as terrifying as hurry, hurry lady. Well, it's like there's no... There's no physical requirement just to curling, really. No, I guess. They can be whatever they want. Yeah. They weren't actually... It's, it's weird, because it's normally you get, like, a, a gamut, I suppose, of ages, but it's all everyone's pretty young this time, apart from perhaps, like, was it the Swedish hmm. skip was getting on a bit. But Do you not rate the Scottish ladies, then, Rob? <laughs> I, I did not say that. <laughs> I was just saying that, like... I thought you were saying they are Scots' butts, you were saying it. Well, no, no, it's like the, pre- the previous Scots curling teams we've we've put forward they've been kind of terrifying looking like the sort you'd find behind a bar that would quite happily kick out a burly rugby player okay fair dues physically that's what I'm saying fair enough I'm sure some people have a thing for that <laughs> what for kicking out burly rugby players <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a sport out there yeah <laughs> dearie me <laughs> casual racism really well, luckily, like it won't be long now. Apparently, in that, in like Scotland, will actually be a different country, so it'll be even more legitimate racism because <laughs> it's not just like another wait, 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 part wait. of the United Kingdom. Yeah, but is it legitimate if you're? Because technically, it's Great Britain. So, is it legitimate now that I can be sort of derogatory about Scotland or, or stereotypical about the Scots now? It's I like mean, slightly less. It's slightly more legitimate because they're still part of the same country that you're technically a part of. Yeah, but th- does, is the legitimate? <laughs> of racism based on whether you can get away with it or whether it's actually racist. <laughs> it's not it's racism. two different types of legitimacy. No. Xenophobia, like we said, or whatever. <laughs> I, I think they're pretty much the same race uh, on average, as in mostly yeah, white Anglo-Saxon. But yes, I see, I see what you mean. At least they're not Welsh. Ah, sorry. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Anyway. Well, it's like, I, I, we, we, tr- we looked up why, like, all the curling people are Scots, and it's like, it's because it's like... Because that's where the ice is. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's not just, I mean, it's on, a, on a simpler basis, they have 22, like, places you can do curling. England has one. So that's basically what I said. Yeah, they have. But <laughs> not where the ice is. Geographical reason, ice on the mountain stuff. <laughs> that's also true. I don't know, it might be cheaper to run ice rinks and things. <laughs> oh, right. that, that's probably true too. It <laughs> probably doesn't make that much difference in latitude between here. I guess there are a few degrees difference between England and Scotland. I don't even know where the nearest rink is to us. Like, what, probably, ice rink in general? Just an ice rink in general, yeah. Somewhere with ice. No. I think there are, there are some I mean, around. The only ones I can think of would have all been roller rinks, which is a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, presumably there's one around London somewhere. You'd think. Yeah. There's probably I mean, a few London. in London, I would have thought. But um, mm. isn't there one at like Milton Keynes or something where you can... I don't know, somewhere in the east, I'm sure. There's no Snowtopia, though, or whatever. It's Snowasis, that's it. Snowasis. That's, ne- that's yeah. never going to happen. God damn it. No. Anyway. It's a shame. I wanted yeah. to. 
Now there's just a garbage incinerator instead. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, never, that's the thing. Now that that's there, they're probably not. There's probably not <laughs> nothing's going to be built there. No, yeah. but for all those houses, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that really sucks. I hope they like had the planning commission. Like, <laughs> I hope those weren't like two separate things that they just didn't like think about it together. Where it's like, well, we're building all these new houses. Oh, we're building this garbage incinerator. Hang on a minute, they're right next to each other. Oh, <laughs> Nobody planned this thing. In fairness, like the government consider isn't that far away from the houses that are already there, you know. Yeah, but there aren't that many houses in that area. It's like all new stuff's coming to that bit. I guess. Mm. So it's like Blake they knocked down that, that giant <laughs> there was a giant chimney there for the cement factory and they shut it and they're like, Oh we'll knock it down. Oh we better put another chimney there, quick. <laughs> well it's not it's not quite in the same place as the it's like, look, it's weird. The houses are being built on the cement factory and the garbage right. incinerators are being built on basically a bit of wasteland yeah, that wasn't that was really anything before. Yeah. Right, okay. Bit strange. Blaken of news. <laughs> Blaken of the tiniest... And that whole area floods all the time, so have fun with that. <laughs> oh, are they been having fun with that recently? With all the well, flooding? every time I've driven over that bridge recently. That's, the, that's really the only bit around here that's been flooding, unlike the rest of the country, mm. where everything is underwater most of the time, currently. Great Blakenham facts. Did you know, you know, Celestian, the speaker manufacturer, they're based in Great Blakenham, and they make I the speakers. That. They make the speakers that go in the majority of guitar amplifiers, like all the Marshalls and, and the Fenders as well. So, like. I did also know that. I think I knew that, which must mean that Dan's told us this before. <laughs> So there you go. Because no, that's the only place I could possibly have got that it, knowledge from. I it's get the most the rockin'est place t- ever. I get the feeling you used to tell me a lot when we were in like year seven or eight at Ipswich School. Because oh, I highly doubt that. In, I don't think I would have known in that. Great school were Celestians. They were Celestians. They were from Ipswich. But I didn't know they were in all the guitar amplifiers at the time, which is crazy. All the rock Maybe. stars all playing with like great Blakenham equipment. <laughs> As in from the 60s uh, well, till now. I did have a friend who was sort of into, I don't know, like sound setups and stuff like that. So maybe it could have been him anyway. Yeah, probably. I don't think they're as well. They're they're probably not as good for like hi-fi and stuff. In fact, definitely not. But probably, yeah, yeah, better for loudness. (laughs) Better for loudness. Anyway. Indeed. Right. News? Get a beer, Sid. I'm going to get a beer, Sid. Here we go. It's a beer sound. Oh, damn it. Try some beers. <laughs> I should have got one. <laughs> it just seems like that's how a coke ad should go, isn't it? Like they always open it, and someone seems to. There's, there's, or am I just imagining that there's an ass? Yeah, an exhale. Like, <laughs> as soon as the cans been opened, like someone's like, ah, that gentle waft of Coca Cola. <laughs> you need to take a sip first, surely. <laughs> you need to yeah, take yeah. a drink before you make that sound, don't you? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, then. <laughs> Because Coke is fizzy enough, I suppose if you opened it closer than that to your face, you could get like a bit of the fizz spray going up your nostrils. What, enough to make you go, ah? It might be really good. (laughs) Do you always open your Coke cans like really close to your face in order to experience this? (laughs) Very rarely. (laughs) Oh, dearie me. I wonder if you, if you get close and super close, I suppose even you get a, you're lucky enough to angle it right. The bit that goes psh, might go right up your nose. <laughs> Is that really what you want? No. Maybe. Maybe it's like maybe if you if sniff it exactly at the same time. 
I don't know, maybe you if he's like just a... like snorting stuff, then coke is like a, a way out. <laughs> like the coke, with coke. <laughs> snorting coke. Oh I went to my I'll coke never... vapor. I'll never forget that classic Banzai episode where they put Sean Ryder on one side of a seesaw and then you had to guess how many cans of coke to put on the other side. Oh yeah, that was great. How much coke does it take to get Sean Ryder high? That's <laughs> awesome. Banzai. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Talking about racism. <laughs> yeah, that was highly racist. <laughs> oh dear. Very funny though. <laughs> Weren't they talking about Takeshi's castle on the bomb cars briefly? Like, really? What they call it they're, that? They're, they're, they're aware of it. Yeah. What do they call it? Takeshi's what? castle? That's so not what it's called right. in the translation. That's, oh, really? But that's not what it's actually called, is it? No, I assume that was well, just... Or the, maybe it is. That's probably what it's... Ex- what, whoever exports that footage calls it. But that yeah. could be. It's probably super happy fun time in a castle. <laughs> I imagine they don't have Craig Charles narrating it over in America. <laughs> I don't know, they might. Uh, doubt it. I don't know. Depends really. if it's re-exported from Europe. If it's not, I really want to see what it's like. Yeah. See what their commentators are like. Oh, probably really irritating. Not that I don't find Craig Charles slightly irritating at times, but he, he suits it quite well, I guess. He probably knows about as much as we do. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's, 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 it's clearly his commentating pedigree from Robot Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. But he didn't used to actually commentate on it, though, did they? They got the, no, the, the guy who does so, football. Yeah, he did some. They got the guy who was doing Channel 5's football coverage at the time, who's now sort of everywhere. He did. The, didn't Craig Charles still do like some of the announcing? Not like during the matches, like where you were describing the vehicles sometimes. Wasn't, or was that, that, still wasn't, that, wasn't that Philip of Forrester? No, that's a, that's the dumb interviews. That what what happened to Philip of Forrester? Robot Wars killed her career. She had a baby and then. So, didn't she? But she was she on was set like, like while preggers, wasn't she? While she was pregnant, yeah. But I think afterwards she was like retired pretty much. I don't think mm. you see her anymore because she was in Tomorrow's no. World, right? And that shut down. And then, yeah. uh, and then Robot Wars and then she left. But then Robot Wars kind of went downhill anyway, so. Could have got hired by the gadget show, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. She would have probably suited something like that, I suppose. But anyway, I think she, like, retired pretty much. Shame. Great loss. <laughs> <laughs> right. News! <laughs> News! <laughs> As we mourn the loss of Philip Forrester. <laughs> Because uh, I, I always reminded of her every time because there's a uh, there's an episode of Spaced where they do like a a, a whole Robot Wars thing and um, she does a really good hilarious Philippa Forrester uh, innuendo filled impression which is quite funny. I remember that. Yes, that was good. It was good. So news because yes, they do. had they had like a, a Robot Warsy <laughs> episode of. Uh, Big Bang Theory. So it's like Robot Wars. Oh, they still did, a yeah. Thing. I, think I don't know it... if it's necessarily still a thing. I mean, it's probably probably the whole concept of it hasn't gone away. Yeah, but it's not like TV or anything. Yeah, maybe they, yeah, they have it's like... actually not very interesting to watch. <laughs> I think it's always been in America. I, I mean, the it was imported, I think, uh, but it wasn't such a good show in America. But it was a like a weird underground, you know. Sport oh man, thing. I just. 
Well, I think like that's a, still going. What do you call a flashback when it's like in your head when it's just sound? So like, it's not like a vision or anything. I could just, I just like suddenly came to me. Oh, I've got the robot was theme tuned in my head. I can remember it quite clearly now. I also uh, remember it was like one of the first shows that um, I ever noticed stereo in a te- television broadcast. Right. Because they used to do that stupid like cog swishing from right to left across the screen. <laughs> but it was like in really wide stereo effects. You'd go like, Whoosh! and I'd be like, the bloody hell was that on my <laughs> shitty television? In my parents' house. That had stereo. Well, yeah, but like I'd never heard any broadcast actually ever use it noticeably. Mm, that's cool. They probably did, but, you know, there's <laughs> probably the insanity of the you Oh, and then there was The Simpsons. And I just did that, like, not long afterwards. Occasionally. News. Thanks. Stereo Simpsons. <laughs> Let's circle back to that topic somehow. <laughs> news. News. What's news in, in gaming this week or these past two weeks? Stuff. Stuff. There's been, been quite a lot of stuff in a way. Like, okay. there? well, that Evolve news came out from Valve. What was that? The Left, 4 Dead, the Left 4 Dead team are working on a new game that's like Left 4 Dead, but not Left 4 Dead. Called Evolve. Oh, really? So okay. it's just going to be like replace the zombies with aliens, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but, okay. like, I get the feeling that it's going to be something like they've either landed on some other planet and you're fighting the the wildlife or something, or it's Earth set millions of years in the future or something. Someone time traveled or something, <laughs> and it's you surviving. Uh, who knows? But it's called. They haven't really shown a lot of it. A few people have like posted some gameplay stuff, but is this the first Source pretty- Two game then? Don't know. It's a good question. Because they were showing off some screenshots of like a, a Left 4 Dead 2 level that they'd redone in Source 2 just to oh, did they? see the mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, it was like the plantation level. Uh, so you could see okay, side-by-side yeah. screenshots or whatever. But they weren't planning to release that or anything, I don't think. They were just kind of testing out their engine improvements. Yeah, I guess I suppose it's a relatively big job to go back and sort of update an entire game to use your new engine. I don't know how to. I mean, they're labeling it Source Two, so I mean, because in reality, it's one code base that has evolved since Quake. <laughs> There's just yeah. arbitrary like distinctions to say that oh, um, Half Life was Gold Source, and then Half Life Two was Source, and, and this is now Source Two. I don't know. Well, for a while they were referring to it as the uh, the engine that was made for a specific game, so like um, the the, the portal age portal one yeah, age the stuff they were sort of referring to as the orange box engine yeah yeah and, um, and then i think leopard ed 2 was the next iteration on and then indeed yeah but they just call it source or whatever and then and then people take it like the titanfall people have taken source and just completely yeah. ripped half of it apart from what i hear and replaced bits of it i don't know how much i think they might be exaggerating how much they've replace considering the size oh, of the team and the, the time they've had but um i think a lot of they've the probably done exactly how what, well that's running probably they've goes probably done it. exactly what they did to source is what the call of duty team did to the quake quake engine, 3 variant quake yeah. 3 engine yeah to get it how it was it's funny because they all go back to quake because source yeah. goes back to quake and so does i, well, I guess the, the tree that doesn't is unreal yeah that's the separate tree yeah, and well, and true. Unity, I guess. I'm not sure where Unity comes from. 
Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure would, Unreal has no Carmack code in it, whereas all those other games have. Yeah, I, I would imagine Unity is separated as well, but I'm not sure what I'm basing that on. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. Whereas I'd imagine they'd be caught in some kind of legal... And the CryEngine, I expect, is, is, isn't is based on Quake, I don't think. I think that might have been a scratch. Uh, possibly. Not sure. Uh, maybe scratch for, for Far Cry 1, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, yes. New uh, tech engine with the new, new, new Doom or Quake game, whatever they're making, I forget. Yeah, well, Carmack's left now, so who knows yeah. what's... Maybe he's finished it, but... Um, well, yeah, that was kind of part of the deal, wasn't it? That he was finishing up whatever it was he was... That's true. ...kind of obliged to do with it before moving on. Well, apparently it came out that the reason he left was the publishers weren't, for some reason, weren't allowing him to work, to make id stuff compatible with the Oculus. So he was like, oh, really? sod that. Yeah. It seems like a really weird thing to do because they must have known oh. that, that, that he wouldn't have been happy with that. And why would yeah, he stay yeah. if you if you did that? And he's no, no, no. Seems really dumb. But yeah, yeah. It it seems like a stupid decision, perhaps, to try and piss off your who is obviously the talent. Exactly. It's like I guess that's why, like you know, <coughs> rock stars get their riders and stuff like that. You don't want to piss off the talent. <laughs> exactly, and he's like the closest you get to a rock star programmer, pretty much. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Would you, would you consider the the career of Romero to be more rock star because he had that enormous full no, but grace. he's he's not a programmer really at all. He's like a in quotes game designer, right? And I guess yeah, he's he never wrote any. He didn't write graphics engines like a like John Carmack is like a bit of a legend in the in even in just programming in general. There's a whole thing about, and it wasn't actually, it turned out it wasn't actually him, but there's a whole thing I was reading last week about a particular function uh, in the Quake 3 source code, which did like an inverse square root approximation that was four times faster than, than the normal square root function in C or whatever, or hmm. in the standard library. And um, it, the clever part about it was it, it, it used a... Uh, a mathematical technique that refines a guess by recursively, you know, improving. But the the key clever part of the code was it started its guess from a magic number that was hard coded in that it turned out was really, really cleverly chosen. And there's whole like mathematical papers on how how it how that came to be that particular like hex number that was just hard coded in the source code. Why that worked so well. And gave you such a fast approximation. It's really interesting because apparently you need that inverse square root a lot in the graphics. Anyway, but that's the sort of mm. thing that he's like famous for. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I'd heard of that before, but I, I, um, I did look into it. But I really can't remember. I'm not really a big computer science algorithms guy, but that, that's really uh, interesting. Oh, this would be math, wouldn't it? This would be mostly pure math. Like, yeah, what, like, well, it was math. Yeah, like what is the coincidence that this number uh fits into yeah why is this such a good number it's a combination of pure math and uh of course the the um the hardware so it's a combination of that and the like the x86 probably yeah um i mean in order to pull something like that off you must have a pretty good knowledge of what the 
level of precision is that you can get away with in an engine yeah, that's you know, to make it run because basically that is most of what modern graphics tech does none of it is precise like a weirdly little of it is precise from what yeah. i know and it's just yeah you know, the fact that they actually get graphics as good as they do through is just because there are so many imprecise calculations that one of them being a bit off doesn't really matter anymore yeah you have so many good guesses that it doesn't matter because I, I mean that was i might be getting this a bit wrong but i think that was the reason why the old ps1 graphics chips were a bit fucked because they approximated too much and so polygon vertices didn't locate correctly or when they were doing texture mapping so you'd end up with these weird um skews of textures where they sort of like just move a way that they shouldn't do when stuff was going off screen something like that it's just because yeah. they didn't they got the precision wrong i think uh, I could be misremembering yeah. all of that completely wrong. So not anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, graphics indeed. It's fun stuff. So there was a Titanfall <laughs> beta, right? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk I've... about that at length later because I've been heavily involved. Oh, have you in it? Jesus yeah. Christ! I want to play that more than anything. <laughs> well, everyone was in it because it became an open beta halfway through. Yeah, you had did to. It, were you in it? Zach? Oh, did it go totally? No, I didn't bother. I thought you had no. to. Have registered at least and they just opened it to everyone who had registered well but i don't think there was anything preventing you from registering during I, the time I, I thought they closed it as soon as it like the no, registration. I think that, that list i think was for the earlier send outs i think they just opened it like oh, you could okay. just look you could just go to it on origin or something i don't know because i signed up for both and they i they they didn't tell me but i eventually read that they had opened up anyone that had pre-registered for a pc key would just get one turn up in their origin right and it, and it did it just it just appeared in my games list and it's like oh look here sweet right we'll get onto that later yeah we'll t- I'll pause talk about that later. let's do something else irrational games yeah this is big news um yeah irrational games is as we know it is dead um there's a lot of speculation about why exactly the studio got wound down but the the spark was that ken levine doesn't really want to work on big scope games anymore he wants to do smaller yep. narrative driven games and here's the interesting bit that are replayable many times you sounds fucking impossible for that. they are replayable yeah. narrative stories <laughs> come here and see the magic of my wordsmithery I think it's very unlikely that that's actually going to to work in any work way. or mean anything at all <laughs> no. well I don't know all, the, all that means is you have to come up with some story thing that is highly branched. Well, it just means you have to make like more than one story's worth of story, which is a lot of effort. I get. Well, it's like the heavy rain effect, isn't it? Because heavy rain actually ended up with quite a lot of branches, sort yeah. of. Except like the way it cut it back together was like super jank- janky. Yeah. Whereas like they didn't they didn't really tie it back together very smoothly. It was just like suddenly just went all back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a Peter Molyneux type of goal, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the kind yeah. of shit that just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is quite I, lofty, and but and I guess because he's um, faced with the, the option of either just letting him go and do his own thing, take two, and or 2K, whatever they're referred to as nowadays. It's um, 2K, yeah. Well, I think it's 2K is the subsidiary, I think they're all owned by Take-Two, right, something okay. like that. Um who also publishes Rockstar. Um, 
or owns Rockstar, one of the two. Um, yeah, that is, it, faced with the decision of letting him go do his own thing, they kind of said, no, 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 that's fine. You don't have to go anywhere. You will just you just stay under our wings. We'll, we'll get it done. We'll let you do what you want, but mm-hmm. you can't have your team <laughs> or something. So, or he said, I don't want my team. And, and they said, well... I don't need the team because it's too big or whatever. It's... But I don't see why he can't go and form his own thing under Take Two and 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 not hand Irrational over to someone else rather than just dissolve it. It's it seems strange, like... like I would have thought that Two K and Take Two would have wanted to keep the Bioshock as a franchise alive because I'm sure it's they probably game. will. They'll probably give it but... to someone else. I know they haven't got Two yeah, K yeah, in anymore. The... But... Why not keep the well? Yeah, why not keep the bulk of the studio that worked on Bioshock Infinite, which is a hell of a game. Yeah, seems obvious to me. Yeah, just let them carry on. Let Ken Levine and his fifteen special guys fuck off and do whatever they want. Um, and I actually think that the team back. I Unless those fifteen that... guys are all of the talent that worked on Infinite, no. and the rest of them are just monkeys to them. Not but... a chance. There'd be hundreds. Yeah, that seems unlikely. People. Yeah. Loads of really good people. I'm sure they'll all find work and stuff, but it seems really strange thing to break up a, like a, a killer team like that. Uh, I mean, import- if if those fifty people were like the more important ones, if not necessarily the most talented or whatever, then that could still like cripple it. Maybe they just needed. Maybe they just coincidentally thought, well, now's a good time to do a bit of downsizing as well. <laughs> they already shut down Two K Marin after the, the after the bureau didn't wasn't very good. <laughs> But well, that's a good reason to shut them down. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah. Two K Marin were talented guys. Yeah, the bureau, I think, was just an ill-conceived idea, it's... and it went through development hell pretty much. And it yeah. wasn't even a, a it, Nexcom it, game like originally. In, in fairness, I don't know. I'm not sure Marin could have been involved with it from the start because presumably it overlaps with Bioshock Two at some point during that dev hell. Possibly, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. But I, so, yeah, I think it might be a good idea. It, I think, well, it won't happen because 2K will keep Bioshock and then they will make it with another team. But I think they should stop with Bioshock. I don't think they should bother. Well, they have openly said that they are doing like a, a recruitment drive to, like, to help the the people that have lost their yeah. jobs, their roles in Irrational, to either find places within Take-Two's walls or to you know find them work elsewhere. So I'm sure they'll be fine, but... I mean, it's and, a pretty. It's a pretty big gesture to sort of say, you know, yeah, we'll help. We'll help you out. You know, most. I guess most most places are just like, yeah, we'll kick you to the curb. We do not care. Yeah, I guess. But, and tw- and a lot of studios on Twitter have been, um, actually just openly sort of saying, hey, if you guys want to come work for us. So it's a. Uh, well, that's cool. There's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a, been a lot of goodwill towards the irrational team. I don't think that's actually goodwill at this point any longer. Everyone does that every time now. I, I think that's, I think that's just the only. That's just like cheap what, hiring yeah. strategy. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys are going to be out of job. We can pay you whatever the fuck we want, and you'll still come over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that only works if they're in the same city or something. So you wouldn't. But want they it. all are though. That's the thing. It's like mm. there's always the big clumps of studios. Yeah, you don't just get yeah. one by itself in the city any longer. <laughs> This is true. I think Ken Levine's right not to make more Bioshock, though. Well, yeah, if, if he wants to do something else, he's, he's well. He only really worked on two of them because Bioshock Two was, as I say, was handled by Marin, and yeah, um, but he wasn't really involved in that one because uh, the the last I heard that like putting together Infinite actually took the whole time from Bioshock. Oh one. yeah, it like, did. The whole, yeah. the whole six year period was um, yeah, pretty to much. put that thing together. Um, so I, I can sort of understand that, you know, six years on one 
thing, yeah. Game and then those previous years on the original Bioshock, yeah. Could probably be a bit much. Um, so that's like 10 years or whatever. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't. So like I can, I can fully understand. Yeah, I can fully understand him wanting to move on to something else. Like, in the same way that I think, like, most of the Assassin's Creed creators are no longer part of that. And... Yeah, but apparently what he moved wants to move on to is, like, more narrative and with, like, his movie ambitions as well. well yeah, with, like, uh, was that what he was already doing, really? Yeah, he's, he's already... It's not well, like he's still he was involved a in, as, as such. He's still involved in the screenwriting for Logan's Run, isn't he? So. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that much of a change. Well, maybe he's got some idea. Who knows? But depends what his role is, because presumably he didn't just write the script of Bioshock Infinite and then took a five-year holiday. It's... <laughs> I don't know how that works in that kind of company. What do you do with the writers once, you're, once they've written? He <laughs> was kind of directing the actors, as far as I could see, like yeah. in, in the vocal booth and stuff, so that's quite well, a big I deal. Mean... Pro- yeah, that makes sense in a game concert, and you'd probably want to even maybe go as far as directing animators, where it's like, yeah. if you're not doing motion capture or whatever, as <laughs> now everyone does that instead. Yeah, presumably. Well, you know, like, that's probably true of most projects. Eventually, there has to be someone that the majority of the content has to go past, <laughs> and it's to see if it all fits together, if it's, if it's like one of these it's games your, based on a vision. It's your world master, the master of the world. <laughs> <laughs> He declares whether it's good or not. Mm. Thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I've no doubt he ran everything in that studio, pretty sure. But yeah, so that doesn't really seem like he's not doing that again. <laughs> Just like he's going to do that in a different place. But maybe but, less people. Hey, at least he's not going to make craft beer. At least we'll hear from him again. Who did that? That's just because you're not into that much into beer. <laughs> hey, totally... No, I'm, I'm totally into beer. I just will never be able to sample <laughs> the Bioware guys' beers because it's in fucking America. It'll be in some tiny bar where they happen to live. Don't ever say I'm not into beer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not that into American craft beer. You don't care beer, about, like, <laughs> small... Well, American craft beer just isn't big over over here. In I don't know. There's some <laughs> no places shit. you can get them, a bunch of them. Like, uh, there's a pub in Cambridge that has all got kinds of really good craft yeah, beer I mean, from America. You do see them around occasionally, but it's kind of a, a, like yeah. a one in 50 sort of thing. Yeah, it's fairly it's... uncommon. Craft beer over here. I would try some more if it was more freely available. And I'm suppressing... Sort of mini belchers from my fosters. <laughs> yep, the exact opposite of craft beer. <laughs> yeah, that's literally as far as you can get. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Tasty though. Mm. It's one of the better tinned beers. So that's that news, I, I would say. Yep. <laughs> that's that news done. That yes, happened. Yes, Irrational is done. Hey uh, guys, do you remember Kura 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 Rin? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do you remember Crazy Taxi? Yes. yes. Do you wish the two were blended together? Well, you're in luck. <laughs> let me let me figure out this for a while and try and work out how that. Let me think about it now. <laughs> I, I don't really know how it's going to work, but there's a game in development that I couldn't help but notice called Roundabout that is basically you steering a spinning limousine through crowded streets, attempting to deliver passengers to their destination. Right. <laughs> so it's kura kura and continually spinning at the taxi. same rate, right? Yes. <laughs> Just like <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, I just saw it and thought that's that's unbelievable. I'm I'm so into this. Nice. <laughs> Can someone okay. come up with a better a better thing to rotate. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. you're in a helicopter. Well, it's, it's a, it's, that to, make, work. to make it worse, it's a limousine. Yeah. So it's, well, that makes sense. Yeah. It would have to be long and a car. Mm. Good about lorry. <laughs> those kura 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 in ships, those rotors span way too slowly to actually lift, no matter how thick the atmosphere was. Well, yeah, or, or there would have to be, like, everything would have to be, like, ten times the size, maybe? Like, even then, or would it? Like, if know. everything was just really, really big, could you spin them at that slow and it would be pushing enough air down? And to get like, enough it, lift. It probably would if it was, like, if the air was, like, water. <laughs> We're talking, like, that dense. Oh, then well, you'd get yeah. buoyancy as well. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, there's just all that air in the capsule. That'd, that'd be enough. <laughs> It'd be like little motors somehow on those slowly moving rotors that would actually push you through the on the on the horizontal plane. Just make it like oh, I was trying to think of any other. Try and think of something that would make sense to rotate really slowly that you move through an environment. No. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. The limo yep. is is insane, but I don't know. Be like a fan, be like a. <laughs> well, I'm, this is just a very typical response for my my thinking. It'd be like be like space cam where you have like a really long thin atom that you have to navigate between other atoms and not let it react. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. That's a good yeah. idea, Zach. <laughs> that would make sense, sort of. Yeah, okay. I mean, there still wouldn't really be any reason for it to be rotating by itself, particularly. Not that into Star Bear. <laughs> You could Not just sure have an electron spinning around and around, or whatever. I don't know. It's, it has to be long and thin. That's the that's the key part of the method. But why? Surely, surely it doesn't matter if there's like a whole. Hmm. Surely the thing on the end is the thing that hits. Like the 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 end part of the of the rotor is what generally hits stuff. Is it? Yeah, I mean, you know. you need to have the length for the timing aspect. Yeah, that's true. Be able to move the whole thing through a small hole before it rotates. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Hmm. Have Jeez. you ever looked at the labels on the side of a beer can? Are there, are, like <laughs> <laughs> news, Rob Sports of the day. Well, I just got a bit confused. Like temporarily, I know exactly what these <laughs> okay. means, but you know how that thing where you sometimes look at them and you have that couple of seconds of just wait, what did they really say that? And you're like, no, no, they didn't really say that. But there's this bit on here where it says, know your limits, right? Talking yeah. about alcohol, presumably. And then you got a picture of a can of the thing. But directly underneath, there's like one of those red, like, no signs, like the circle with the slash across it. And there's a picture of a pregnant woman holding it. Yeah, that's my favourite, that. And the, and like, the drink just, is so just, small that it just initially looks like, no pregnant women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I saw there. It's like, pregnant women, know your limits. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, makes see. sense as well even if she's not holding the can to say know, no pregnant <laughs> women in the vicinity of this beer <laughs> it's just a funny thing to think of that someone saying there isn't it it's just like like a public service announcement it's like preggers people know your no, limits that's limit. also a good that's actually a good thing as well <laughs> Was that, wasn't that, that used they to don't have a limit though they're not supposed to drink any yeah <laughs> I meant I meant a more general like a more general saying of know your limits. 
Like, know your limits when you're pregnant of, like, maybe don't do all the things, all the strenuous things you were doing before. Wasn't that oh, like you mean a... just normal? It was a yeah, Harry and like sketch, yes. It was stuff. a really good one, Rob. Yeah, like, <laughs> women, was... know your limits. <laughs> that was an absolute classic. Now, look, as information enters the mind, the mind of a man, and look how it is carefully stored and ordered. Now see it enter the mind of a woman. At first, it's the same. But look, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That was it's a classic so sketch. I think we should leave the gold standard and make the pound to a level where our exports are competitive. <laughs> and then everyone just looks at her. Just looks at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, isn't this embroidery lovely? <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, I do so love little kittens. They're so cute and fluffy. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, but so funny. Anyway. <laughs> Classic sketches. Uh, that's, my rant. that's my aside done. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we um, want to talk about the Flappy Bird stuff? Yeah, Nothing sure. I played He's, the Terry Kavanagh version. No that's pretty good. Uh, oh, he did one. Awesome. Yeah, he did one. So there's a, like, a super hexagon version of Flappy Bird, which is pretty good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the, the most insane one I played was... Now, what, what was it? I can't remember what it was called, but basically it was... It looked like the Terry Kavanagh one in that it was like uh, nice colours and stuff, and the, and then the gates. You know, you had to pass through nice but the gates. Also, the, 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 you know, compared to Flappy Bird, which is like is that horrible, like the bullet point like, that was under his names? It's like nice colours and stuff. Well, you know, you know what I mean, like super hexagon. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Nice colours and stuff. Uh, well, hexagon is basically one colour at a time and black and white. It's not necessarily yeah. black. It's like a well, version of that colour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah guess a, a single colour and hues of that colour, I guess. Not hues. Different saturations and brightness of the white colour. <laughs> Something. Yeah. But then the twist was that uh, with the parts that you had to get through the gates, there were like a pills that were really hard to avoid that were moving. And as you as you collect them accidentally, it's called Delirious Bird. There we go. As you accidentally collect them, the levels start, you start going on an acid trip, basically, and the level starts warping insanely. So that makes it even harder. That's kind of cool. And then you occasionally get one that's like a, a remedy that or the antidote that will make it back to normal. But but it's it's basically impossible to avoid the pills, so you just end up it just get, gets more and more warped and completely insane. So yes, I check out uh, Delirious Bird. The whole thing about like Flappy Bird's rise to success is kind of like typically random, though, isn't it? Because it's not. It is just an endless runner with flapping mechanics. This stuff, it's not new. This stuff's been done before. Oh no, there's absolutely um, ze- nothing to it whatsoever. You could make it in a weekend, and he did. Yeah, and so why there's been so this is why there's so many like people copying it so fast, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, well, what is the reason for it getting so high? Did someone Apple just really get into it for some reason, put it on featured list, and then all of a sudden it blows up? It just seems like a real shitty way for games to become big. We're yeah. talking about every every top ten list on a store ever. I know, but it's just, <laughs> as soon it's, as it's, one thing gets to the bottom spot, and then it's just like, oh. <laughs> It's kind of frustrating in a way because that doesn't necessarily mean that anything necessarily is a sign of quality, is it? It's just well, the, nothing on that store is like a sign of quality. <laughs> like the best games yes. do not sell as well as the. I mean, it's like I mean, sometimes you get a game that's super simple, but they like make it so slick that it then is a massive success, like Angry Birds. Yeah, or like whatever. Joy Ray. 
Yeah. Well, no, that's that's a bad example because that's a really good, really good. That's not that. And it's simple. free. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but it's Flappy Bird simple. is like. I feel like Flappy Bird started getting popular because it was like insanely hard at first, and then it was a joke how hard and and bad it was as a game, and then and then all the a new started uh, coming out about he how the guy who made it was freaking out, and then he mm. deleted it from the store, and it got even bigger, and now there's clones everywhere. It it was just a weird well, like Twitter it hype from the thing. store, then it couldn't have got bigger. It was already pretty big before that. Yeah, but the actual he, he deleted it because it was big. Yeah, true. And it made but the phenomenon because he deleted it. But yeah, that's true. So yeah, he apparently couldn't exactly handle the idea of fame. Is the is is his his view of it? It's just bollocks. Know? It's not like he. It's like he had the tiniest, tiniest connection. It's like it's not like the game was some kind of representation of him. All he had basically was like a Twitter account. No, but he started getting contacted, didn't he, by people saying, "Hey, what do you, you know?" Well, just fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Take the money and just. Shut off everything else. Well, I think most people would. Well, he also made the claim that he was worried that the game has had ended up being too addictive, um, and that he was. Fuck it, not either. Yeah, yeah. Some, well, I don't know. I, I suppose some people may have a. If you invented gambling, <laughs> in the hypothetical sense that you invented the concept of gambling and saw what it could do to me, would you feel a little bit bad? I doubt. Like Twitter feels bad. Twitter doesn't feel anything. <laughs> oh, I wasn't talking about <laughs> Twitter feels nothing. Talking about the company, <laughs> everyone working there. I doubt. I doubt very many of them have very like qualms about destroying the entire fucking world. <laughs> the productivity level of the entire. No, because I guess if you worked at Twitter, you may probably have the uh, belief that it's like, no, we're not. We're not. We're not destroying. We're not destroying the world. We're enabling others to destroy the world. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's that's what you have to say about if you make a game that people find super addictive. It's like, well, it's not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> they got addicted to it. It, it. That would be the the normal reaction, I suppose. If it's I, not, I, if it's not actually chemically addictive, then what the fuck? <laughs> that's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, none of us would have done what he did, but I mean, he can do what he wants, right? That's mm, fine. Sure. Yeah. The only with it, if he feels that way, sure. The only yeah. trouble with it being that it just incites suspicion. It does, because there were rumours about whether or not Nintendo or their lawyers had got involved because of their his use of the green pipe. Well, that would take and, like two seconds to fix. And yeah, well, he just did import any other JPEG into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he had like updated the graphics at one point before taking it off, so that the, you know that's what raised the suspicion. Did someone talk to him about the the graphical stuff? And the Flappy Bird does look a little bit like those fish, the cheap sheeps, the cheap sheeps. That's it, yeah. Um, but Ninty came out and said, no, "We never, we we never, we didn't hear it. What part. the internet? Yeah, what's going on? Although you know, <laughs> there's an internet these days, <laughs> but you could, you know, it's not inconceivable to think that." Nintendo as an organization may have been separate from some legal entity. Some guy he did it. Yeah. Somewhere. So yeah, it's all a bit bonkers. Interesting. That's that's a non-news story now. Yeah, it's pretty okay. much. We're done. Yeah, as, I said, of, uh, as I said, there are better Flappy Bird games that have come out as a result. <laughs> Indeed. And like as I have played a couple just for just to see. Interesting that people like Terry Kavanagh would do that. Yeah, I might check that one out. 
Yeah, that, that was cool. I, I preferred the um, the Delirious Bird. That That's more fun, I think. Than the, the Terry Kavanagh one is really hard. Like, it starts going crazy really quickly. Um, that's kind anyway. of what you want from one of those, don't you? Because you don't really... <laughs> when you start getting good at it, you get kind of bored of the run-up to the bit you get stuck at. I suppose. I, I, I don't know. They usually make it just hard enough that you, you have to be aware even on the early stuff. I mean, that's mm. how the original crappy word works, is that the drop is so intense that you'll move, you accelerate really fast. Um, so it, it's hard to keep a straight line, pretty much. Uh, but anyway, that's Flappy Bird. Speaking of Nintendo and the internet, um, yeah. Yeah. I've just spent, I've spent almost the whole afternoon getting into Twitch Plays Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that shit's awesome. Which Good is times. amazing, and like much more interesting to watch than you you would think. Like I well, thought it depends exactly <laughs> where they are because the bit <laughs> when I showed Rob last week was the ledge debacle. Oh, no, no. So it's like you have to walk, you have to walk like five squares to the right in a row without pushing down. Pushing down, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he just gets stuck forever. Oh man! So it's become uh, infamous the, that because they spent yeah. like. Didn't they spend a good well, few that's why days the, on it? Or that's why the democracy system got introduced. Well, no, actually, the democracy I, I thing came in. I wrong as well. The mm. democracy thing came in after the uh, maze in the in the um, uh, the Team Rocket thing. Well, I mean, was that, was like, that was basically just version two of the ledge. Of the ledge situation. thing, yeah. I'm not sure situation. how they actually solved the ledge thing in the end, because I wasn't paying attention at that point. They got through they... in anarchy mode, I think, because they, he didn't have to put on the democracy thing until until well, the, I, the maze. Wasn't there times before that even that they where like sometimes that the the guy would just take control, whereas like if they'd just been stuck there for fucking ages, which is like I'm just right. going to move you past this bit. <laughs> oh, I hadn't heard that. No, I hadn't heard of that because that seems like cheating the whole thing, doesn't it? I don't know. Well, <laughs> but now, but then they introduced the democracy thing, so it basically did the same thing anyway. Oh no, yeah, the democracy that... thing I think seems like a good idea, especially with the fact that you can sort of vote vote out yeah, like, democracy. Except, except it doesn't work because what they've done is they've made it so you can vote in democracy or anarchy by typing democracy or anarchy. Mm. But as soon as democracy gets gets in, everyone instead of typing anarchy just types start line. <laughs> <laughs> it just seizes up the democracy. It's like just type anarchy if you want anarchy. Don't fuck with democracy when it happens. That doesn't seem to be happening as much. The, the start nine thing. I haven't seen. Well, I'm that. sure they they've like because start nine. I, you'd have to win the vote with start nine in order to screw up democracy. So. Yeah, but because because if you imagine the situation where the bar is like fifty fifty between yeah. democracy and anarchy, and then it goes into democracy, so that's like fifty one percent are in democracy. Of the 51% in democracy, not all of them are going to vote for the same thing. Everyone in anarchy is going to vote for Star 9. I guess. That's <laughs> so all, to... But do they that's, all really want the anarchy? Like, yeah. do 50% of the people well, in the channel, which is 30,000 people, do they want all want anarchy? Well, uh, and are they all pressing Star 9? They, they, I don't know if they altered the rules if it was always like this, but you have to hit a 75% rating of either democracy or anarchy to change it. Right, so yeah. when it, yeah, when so it, it does just flip back and forth when it gets to fifty percent, because that'd be really dumb. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. In its, it flips in its back and way. forth every. In my experience, it seems to flip back and forth every half an hour anyway. Well, it, I mean, it's sort of inevitable that it will flip because once yeah. you've reached which mode you want, you stop typing it and start typing commands. Exactly. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> 
So the tug yeah. of war is a bit weird because people just get distracted by actually doing stuff or in the mode that when they're in the it's mode. It's like the tug of like. war should have been like the like the crit damage votes in Team Fortress, where it's just a setting you turn to whichever one you want, and then you just that's your default vote. I haven't actually seen it in um democracy mode yet it just always seems to be anarchy whenever i go and have a quick look i've seen quite a bit of democracy it's interesting because it doesn't work that well i mean because of the lag of 20 seconds like even people who are well-intentioned and they're in democracy mode they still screw it up like mm. t- today and yesterday like they've spent most of the time in front of the pc just screwing everything up because they they, they want to get out the right pokemon to make the right team that and they need abilities like i know surf just to get yeah. to where they need to go. But basically, they uh, because of the combination of anarchy and people screwing up the democracy, they've released 12 Pokemon today. <laughs> I'm surprised they even captured that many, really. <laughs> It's called. They're already calling it Bloody Sunday. I mean, it's like all the like. <laughs> I mean, they came this close to releasing Bird Jesus, who is the like, <laughs> who is the the most powerful Pokemon. I I almost saw them do it. It was. It's amazing to watch because like they because they're trying to get to withdraw, but the next one down is release on the menu. So they're constantly going to release, and then for some reason, like confirming the release. Of, I, like, did did the menus wrap? Can you go up? I no, I don't, don't think remember. they do. I don't remember oh. that But that was what the whole point of the democracy system was, because in democracy you could also input chains of commands. Mm. So that kind but, of solves the problem, because you well, can be the, like, start down to A. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is they were trying to work out the right chain to get out the Pokemon they wanted, but none of them seemed to realize, after the person worked out what it was, none of them seemed to realize that because they were in the text mode speed of was medium and not fast, that the the sequence was too long to fit in the 20 seconds so it didn't work but people would right. keep spamming it anyway uh <laughs> so oh, i see so they'd have to so they need to go to the text mode option and change that or they'd have to <laughs> yeah, add extra exactly. button presses or would they could they have added extra button presses to the sequence to sort of pad out what it sent well it gets cancelled by the next sequence after yeah, 20 seconds if the actual sequence takes longer than 20 seconds to register ah. all its inputs right hmm. Which it does if the text speed is slower, because you have to wait for the text to print out before so, you can... So they need to figure out how to change the text speed. But... Well, that's not that difficult. Yeah. That's possible, theory. yeah. If you can yeah. get people to vote for it. You need <laughs> people guess. to press start and go to option and then change it. And But the Anarcho people presumably don't want that shit to happen. No, they just want the fucking <laughs> So, So, oh man, it's hilarious. I saw them release Digrat, which was the, the, the one that that had dig that when they were in the tunnels earlier on just kept using dig and warping them out of the tunnel constantly but he's gone <laughs> but it was also like the only thing that could hit ghosts basically <laughs> yeah that's true so when they were in the ghost tower that was killing quite a lot of things man it's, it's they ridiculous. hit the problem of over leveling their pokemon to the point where they can't control them well i don't i don't know, I don't know. because I... They are leveling them quite a lot because because they they keep hitting random encounters because because of the randomness. So they do keep fighting. Yeah, so they do. They are leveling quite a bit, but I haven't seen them them get that problem. I have seen them like today. I saw they had a um, uh, psychic Pokemon. What's the guy? Drowsy. And they 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 had an evolution chance, but they turned it down. yeah that's yeah. true but ostensibly they're doing it so that they can get psychic earlier the the move earlier but i don't know well, i think it it's probably more random than anything well the trouble now but then, is, but then if the anarchists get wind of that they'll just be like shit yeah evolve 
Yeah, well, you can't, probably. but that's the trouble though. You Spam can't. A. It doesn't work like that because it, when in during the evolve sequence, the only input that matters is if you push B, which cancels it. Everything else just doesn't do anything. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, so you're more likely to cancel. Yeah, so, you, so it's always yeah. inevitably going to get cancelled regardless. Hmm. Right. Okay. So there is actually no way to evolve stuff. But but the the pit. Pidgeot or whatever got evolved, presumably. Well, that was the that was quite guy. early on, though, wasn't it? When, it, when there oh, were quite so. so many people. Uh, well, when do you reckon it'll start dropping off and it'll become sensible again, like non-anarchic? Or well, less anarchic, because, you know, people screw it up. They're probably Naturally. probably most of the people who are there are going to see it through to the end at this point, I imagine. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. They're, they're quite involved now. I mean, there's a whole story around all the ridiculous... And my favourite is the way that... They, they name new Pokemon, and of course it's random button presses, so you end up with insane <laughs> names of characters. Ah. But, they, but, they, but then they nickname them based on those names. So like this guy, <laughs> there was a Pokemon early on that was just like like eight A's in a row, and they've got, they call it they call it the Fonz because of A, ah. I guess, for example. <laughs> and the most powerful one's called A A A B A A A A G S S. So he's Abba Jesus. <laughs> This <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Uh, it's ridiculous. And they had one. this like thing on Radio One, like you know, your A reminded me of this. Right. They're doing this like access all areas um, sort of thing. Where they, uh, I don't really know what it means. As far as I'm aware, all this week, all it's meant is that the people have been wearing head cam. So if you get one to, you can go on the website and you can see what well, the DJs that, are seeing. I guess that's what that means. Yeah, you can access all the areas of the studio through their eyes. They take it off and they go for a pee. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> but this, um, but they have this. The, their jingle for it is terrible because it's basically they've tried to shorten access all areas to A A A. Yeah. But the jingle just does that. It just goes A A A in the most like. <laughs> It's just, just one A repeated three times. Yeah, but it's like the guy they, they recorded it off just did, really didn't care or it was like lifted from somewhere else. So it's just like A, A, A. Okay. It's the weirdest thing. So that's that. News. Done. Serious. We've been at this an hour. We should probably talk about some other shit. <laughs> Anything else that you want on your news stories, Rob? I thought I had some other news. Oh, Dun- Dungeon Keeper. Uh, what uh, happened? Do we have to talk, about, to that talk well? about that We already talked Jesus. about fucking Flappy Bird. I mean, come on. No, no one thing, cares about Dungeon Keeper either. The, the only thing I wanted to mention about it is the, the hilarity of Peter Molyneux saying, what the hell have you done to Dungeon Keeper? <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> and there was the, and of course there's the, the positive side of it of good old games just giving you Dungeon Keeper for free. And yeah. Log in and claim it. That was awesome. Get original Dungeon Keeper. Because it's much better. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. That happened. Indeed. Ooh. So, I guess we're now on to games. Games. So, okay. what you've been playing... Um, uh, Rob, you've been playing Final Fantasy, is that correct? Titan Fall, come on! I want to hear about, about sequels to... Uh, to, to JRPGs, no, to modern JRPGs. Yeah, I, okay, fair enough, I don't. I want to hear about the game that I want to play, which is Titanfall, which looks so fucking awesome. I can't wait to, like, I did play, play like, it. three hours of Final Fantasy XIII 2 this week. Well, you can't talk about that. Just we should probably do this first. Okay. Stompy yeah. robots. Stompy robots. And, like, All jumping right. around crazily. Guys, guys, guys. 
Guys. I want to play that game. Guys, here's the thing. I don't don't know how to break this to you, but both of them, both the Xbox game and the PC game, are fucking incredible. (laughs) Of course they are. It's the I still remain not entirely convinced. But, but mainly because of my problem with it, from what I've, I, I never actually got around to playing it because I still didn't actually care that much. But my main problem with what I've seen of it is just it's more of a content thing for me. It's like I, gameplay-wise, it's just it's just shooting. I mean, well, <laughs> that's probably fine. But I'm worried about how much content there actually is going to be and how much like customization and that kind of stuff. I, I worked out that. I initially overestimated this, but I worked out that... Okay, so the the beta contains two levels yeah. and three game types yeah. and a limited selection of the the weapons. And, <laughs> like one of each, basically. Yeah, one of each type. And that's apparently relatively limited compared to what the, the, the full spec will be. Yeah. You know, there's rumors flying around that there's going to be about 14 or 15 maps. And Although I did hear someone also suggest, which was kind of worrying, that like that could just be all the maps, including the ones that are of yeah. DLC, and which, the files are just there in advance. Which would probably suck, because if they had like one or two DLC packs, that means there's probably, what, nine maps in the game? Yeah. Um... Which would be even fourteen doesn't sound like that many. Fourteen's quite a lot for a multiplayer game, modern multiplayer game. Let's put it that way. Um, It's not how many maps were there in TF2 when that came out? Six. (laughs) Yeah, but that was a special case because that was like part of the orange box. They didn't even know that that was going to be that successful. No. Um, Yeah, TF2 launched with six. Um, Double that seems reasonable. Can't remember how many there are in Blops and Blops Two, but there's not. A great number. It's like, like probably Battlefield less than probably 10. has... Battlefield doesn't have many. Really. It has know. variants of it based on the size of level, I suppose. Well, I, I mean, it's like probably has eight. Maybe, yeah. But How many did Quake 3 have? Quake 3 had fucking tons. And so did Unreal Tournament 2004. That had loads of yeah. levels. Um, mm. But they were in different game types. Like, they were like specific assault yeah, ones and stuff. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, I remember when UT 2003 came out and people being a bit disappointed with the number of maps that were in it compared to the original UT. And yeah. it's like, you look back now, I would be very happy with a game to ship as many maps as UT 2003 did. That was that was pretty content-rich by modern standards, goddamn. Anyway, The Fall of Titans. It's, yeah, it's it, given that it only had those two levels and only that limited selection thing, I've put in well over 10 hours during the course of the beta into it because I could not put it down. If I get I'm, I'm into starting it, to I think just... like the interesting question is 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 this the killer app that's gonna gonna give the Xbox One the edge when I still think the PS4 is almost certainly a better machine. Yeah, it the, could the, be the, that the, good. the evidence is the evidence is still mounting, you know, that the PS4 is outperforming Xbox, not just in sales but in technical ways as well. Yeah. And it's, uh, there is you know, the evidence just keeps coming. Um, I mean, it's not a very technically impressive game. Let's put it that way. It's no. like it's throwing a reasonable volume of stuff around, but then so did Call of Duty. And it's, it's a shame it can't run at 1080 on a on an Xbox. Yeah, um, that is a shame. I mean, the 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 version um, in the beta is running at some bizarre, like. Yeah. nearly 800p or just over 800p res something like that yeah and the developers have come out and said look by by release we're going to have this at 900p yeah um but here's the thing like it wasn't 
a hundred percent smooth experience. It does get yep. touch framey. Well, it was beta, I guess. Two levels. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it is beta, so maybe there's debug code running, and maybe it's, um, yeah. you know, talking back up to the server more often than it should to relay some of that. Just logging um, stuff, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, which is which, which is fine. Um, and to be honest, for a while, I really didn't notice until Kipper's kind of pointed it out to me. It's like, yo, yo, this isn't this isn't running as the resolution's not as high as I would like. And then I actually got up from the couch and went and had a look, and it's like, oh yeah. Because <laughs> so, honestly, I'm used to Call of Duty, which was never really 720p anyway. It's like even on the old Xbox, and so that was like yeah. I'm kind of used to it not having a great resolution. So going to a Call of Duty feeling game um, on a newer console, it's like yes, it's better. But all I noticed was that it's better <laughs> than 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 how the previous games looked. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit. It, it, Despite the the frame rate is king motto from respawn, it's it's not quite there yet, at least from the beta. No. Um, on PC, I had no such problems. Once I'd cocked around with the settings a bit, it took me a while to get it to play how I wanted it to. I mean, running yeah. it in 1080, not a problem, um, and it does make a bit of a difference for seeing people in the distance. Um, the extra res is nice, and the game does handle it well. You know, the assets are scaled appropriately. Yeah. Um, it's not like there's a bit of a you know out of place UI that's um, not done in the right detail, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I had to cock around with my PC settings. Well, like I had to turn VSync off because turning it on actually introduced Judder um, into the movement. Yeah, um, which is a bit crappy, and that's that was apparently quite common. Um, I, my machine can't handle the insane texture detail. Um, no, because you need like three gigabytes of video RAM. Right. And my card only has two. Uh, Zach might be okay, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, Have you got three gigs on it... your card? Yeah, I've got four, apparently. Even though I thought me and Rob had pretty much the same card, apparently the manufacturer that I bought from my one was a four gig. Yeah, because oh, well, I, I purposefully chose not to get the one with the bigger VRAM because there aren't many games that use that much VRAM. All I remember doing was choosing the one that you didn't get. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much my only, only plan there. Wait, what's wrong? My, my ones perform well. I well, it's just because I wanted to not have the same. Just to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was, it was just the same same card because there's, you can't. That was the price. It's like yeah. obviously the same card is going to be the same price. It was on a different. What's it? This, is it? This, mine's a six seven season. That was like the sweet spot. Yeah, for, exactly. For how much I wanted to spend. And it's um, yeah. So v, VSync is a bit of a weird one. The 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 VRAM thing is a bit of a weird one. <laughs> we we were playing Battlefield Four yesterday, and just to put this in perspective, Battlefield Four barely goes over a gig of video RAM. Yeah. And it's like, and that's a bloody lovely looking game, and massive, <laughs> and enormous, and that's pretty much max spec- max settings on my machine. There's a couple of things I have to notch down, but um, texture detail isn't one of them because you know I just want to say look at the texture detail. Yeah, um, and it only uses a gig of video RAM. So what the hell are they doing in Titanfall to make it use that much RAM? Is kind of crazy. Um, I guess they're just trying to. Because that that that's the one thing you do get in the new consoles is tons and tons and tons of video RAM. Well, right? that's the thing you only really get, get about like... you only get about two gigs of like RAM you're allowed to access. Is that right? Like, okay. that's, and that's, I think that's RAM across the board because like most of the time it's like shared in consoles. But except the, the, I guess the difference is is that PS4 is obviously using video RAM as its entire RAM yeah. base. 
Um, I believe it's all like normally shared on a console. I could be wrong. And there's like a hot swap area. Um, yeah, the PS4 has. Doesn't the PS4 have eight gigs of of fast video RAM that is all of the RAM? So yeah. then you can. Is that this right? is the thing. The Xbox apparently is only using the high setting. It's not using the insane setting. So even right, if they have yeah. all that RAM, yeah, they're not they're using use, that. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they're not. Or they're they're choosing not to. So does it stay under a gig if you put it of of use if you put it down to high or whatever? Honestly, I wasn't paying attention. All right, I was too busy playing the game. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Because I'm just wondering because I think my graphics card has one gig of RAM. Uh, You'll probably be fine. Well, when, I, I I would hope you would be fine. Well, I was thinking of getting it I, when I was um when I was looking at tons and tons of Titanfall like beta you know previews and shit last week. I was basically gearing up to buy a graphics card, but then I looked mm. at the the um uh, and it was looking like four hundred quid or something. The ones I was looking at, and um, that's about right. Then yeah that's the trouble and then i looked at the uh digital foundry breakdown of the beta and it actually looked like my card would be okay for now um, oh, okay you good. know it's not a requirement for me you know i could probably yeah, buy it uh, some, some people were, were some people were claiming that the three gig um estimate given by respawn was a bit high um, yeah though i mean the weird the, how it affected me well i did try it um and it resulted in um, some really bad hitching for like the first, uh, I suppose, third of a match. Like, so if I saw something I hadn't seen before, there'd be a very awkward pause, which is <laughs> kind of annoying when first a lot of the early encounters are probably, I hadn't seen the texture of a pilot up close. Therefore, mm. it hitched as soon as I got into a fight, which means yeah. I lose. So that's, that was no good. Um, yeah, you just have, to, have to, just have to use the stealth kit and just run around at the start of the match, not doing anything, going like, I've got to see every bit of the level quick! <laughs> well, well, yeah, but you have to then still have seen a pilot, and or like, and the first time a Titan comes anywhere near you, it has to load in that, and that would cause a hitch. And it's um, it's like a, it's like my machine was struggling, not, not necessarily struggling to render those graphics, but struggling to load them in the first time they were relevant. Because um, hmm. after that, it was fine. But like it actually started running fine, um, even with my own my less than three gig video RAM. It's like it was it's just that first third of the game was such an awkward experience that I ended mm. up having to knock it down to try and uh, avoid it. It was quite reminiscent of um, how my old machine used to play TF2 when TF2 started getting bigger, because um, that that was under spec on the RAM department um, after a while. Um, and TF2 would hitch for like the first half of a match, like when I was still seeing stuff that I hadn't seen before. And then it would be fine. And then you'd get to the next match. And then it would do it all again. And then I put an extra, and then I doubled its RAM capacity, and it was fine. So it probably is to do with that, but it's just kind of a weird. It just looks weird. You know, it's one of those sort of hard to explain. Like what yeah. the reason is behind it, but behind it running fine after that point, you know, strange. I think I'll see how I go with this card and then think about because the trouble yeah. is, yeah, I mean, I mean it, yeah. apparently it scales quite well, and yeah. even when you're running it on the high settings, it's not actually um, visually, it's not very different from the Xbox version anyway. Like it's not like they're throwing extra effects around on the PC version, really. I mean, you no. can you can up the. They haven't um, got the time you can, you to can, work on that. Yeah, I mean, you can have proper anisotropic filtering, which I don't think the Xbox 
Persian has, and I think you could yeah. do. Um, obviously, the higher resolution is a big deal, um, and better anti-aliasing. Um, but that's about it. The rest of it looks identical. Um, I think it looks pretty cool, and uh, as long as it's, it runs, it's, it's nice. We've been talking about all these technical things, but my god, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It yeah, really that's is. the key. That's the key part. If they're working on the making the gameplay right, then they can get the other it's, parts right next time. I mean, I mean, when you're when you're on the ground, it feels very much like Call of Duty. So, yeah. and that may sound off-putting, but in somehow they've made it not frustrating compared to Call of Duty. I don't. Call know of Duty is a good done. game, right? Yeah, I really enjoy playing Codlops, but and Codlops yeah. too. But I really don't. I, I don't know what they've changed, but somehow it's just more enjoyable well the first thing that's probably different and might help with that is the like because there's such a limit such a limited selection of guns and unlocks everyone's basically using the same thing so there's not like any guy who's running a really specific set of perks yeah maybe you're right maybe it's not possible that there isn't a way of building a really frustrating build well there's there's so few options that there's just there almost isn't any builds at this point no and 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 that's, and you don't that have that horrible like we've... feedback loop where the guy who's got lucky and got a bunch of kills now has a kill streak and now can just like murderize everyone with whatever. Yeah, well, it's unlocked. still you, you say that, but actions you take do decrease the time to which you can get your next titan and the power. But everyone still gets a titan eventually. Damage yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, everyone still gets a titan eventually, and when you're in a titan, yeah, it counts down the time to you get your 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 titan power up faster. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Everyone does get a titan eventually. And, but then it can you know, blow not, up almost immediately. <laughs> it's it, not like they're that, actually that powerful. No, they're not. As it turns out they're not. They're not crazy tough. Um, and what, what I don't the understand game, from the game kind of people. correctly warns you when you're in a bad situation. So it's like you are outnumbered three to one, and then you're like, yeah. "Fuck, gotta get out Fuck, of here." Gotta leave. Then you're like, just, "You might as well just fucking eject because you're not going to escape." <laughs> well, you no, know, you do. You do. You can escape at times. Like you know, if you dodge, if you're far enough away and you get behind a, a nice building, yeah, and if it's a ranged occasion, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you are. There are ways of dealing with it, and sometimes actually because of that, they, the beta had the uh, the nuclear ejection option. Actually, yep. just charging the fuck in there and sacrificing your titan can be a kind of effective tactic. Yeah, because well, you don't die, right? Because you can still yeah. eject, so it's cool. Yeah, you, you, you assign the nuclear ejection, and you also assign the... Um, there's another kit which um, auto-ejects you. Well, you don't have you to have both of them. No, you don't, but it's kind of a cool combination if you're going to go down this route, where you just charge your titan in there, let it get fucked, and then of course... Wait to die, the, yeah. It goes into the doom state real fast, auto-activates the nuke, and auto-ejects you. I don't think um, auto-eject is actually a good idea. No, I, I tend not like to play with it. You can, you want you can to use the fight doom, during the doom state. Yeah, you want to use the doom you're state. You're wasting it. But it, but it is risky because there are times where the doomsday can just go down. And well, because you, you can still get shot. Well, it's and, basically another health bar. And if you get meleeed when in doomsday, it's insta kill. Well, yeah, because they just grab you out of your cockpit. Do you, does it still then explode? Uh, no, I think the nuke. Doesn't. Oh, what? That's a total jet. I don't. I don't, I don't think well, that, that sure, makes sense though. Honest. That's cool. If if you I'm not, I'm not if sure, you manage to grab them out of the if the nuclear ejection shouldn't be tied to the pilot's ejection system, it should be tied to the fucking robot blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I guess they probably tried both ways, knowing them. I mean, 
Because that would be. I, I guess, I mean, it, does, it seems like a bit of a like jip in terms of that way that power up should work. But also, if you think back to like Call of Duty, it's basically just martyrdom, and that's always annoying when like you know someone and then a grenade comes out, yeah, <laughs> and then you die. That's not actually fun. It was kind of funny though. It's funny for the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. I used I to know. use that all the bloody time. <laughs> Well, I don't seem to understand, and now you can tell me now you've played this, but whenever I watch footage and there's people in Titans, they seem to focus on the other Titans, and it seems like you should run away from the other Titans and just kill as many pilots on the ground as you can because you're super well, powerful against well, them. Well, that's actually because hitting the pilots is kind of tricky. Right, like, well, but, the, but even the, so... The, the, the precision of, of Titan weapons is actually quite high. So, And like the splash, for instance, from one of the 40 mil shells, which I use all the time, isn't great. As in, right. unless you hit a grunt head on, you tend not to kill them with the splash. Um, so actually hitting pilots, unless you land a direct hit, is pretty tough. Oh, okay. Um, and a lot of the weapons on a Titan are more geared up to anti-Titan combat than they are to I still to think it'd be combat. interesting to it's focus like, on tit- on pilots and see how that went. Uh, well, I mean, you, you can, but it's it, it's kind of tricky. Like, right. as I said, like a pi- uh, on the sort of city level, I... Uh, I find I found it hard. Like if a pilot was just being a little sneaky bastard on top of a roof with the lock-on launcher, yeah. Unless you got a direct hit on them, well, it's because all the buildings are precisely taller than how far you can see. So you're always shooting it upwards. So you can't yeah, splash always, damage onto the you're floor. Always, you're always shooting yeah. over the. <laughs> so you're, ba- you're basically fucked. Yeah, it, there's not a lot you can do about that unless you manage to land a real good shot, which is obviously slightly easier on the PC than it is on the. Yeah, um, on the on the Xbox, but only slightly. I think what right. I'd want as a like a Titan like perk or whatever. <laughs> I think what I'd want is to have uh, to have it so that whenever you exit the Titan, it always does the eject sequence, even if it's not blowing up. Mm. Because the eject sequence takes so long and leaves everything exposed because your Titan is like crouching down and putting you on the floor. Oh, yeah, I, I think once you've fully activated the eject sequence, you're kind of okay. As, yeah. long as, as long as you get through all of the presses of the eject. No, I don't mean the eject eject. The I mean the opening and taking you out when it's not blown up. Oh, yeah, that's that takes way too long. I agree. It's like, I want that as a perk. I just always want to eject the seat out of it, regardless of whether it's still alive or not. So then you can just, like, jump out and shoot the guy on the roof. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're super vulnerable if you when you're doing the, the melee finisher or the termination. So, so, uh, so you're saying, sorry, I missed that. You can't eject unless you're doomed. Is that what you're saying? No, you can. You totally can. Oh, you well, can. yeah, but oh, then you... the Titan just blows up. Oh, it just sacrifices it. But, so you've but, lost but it you might, at that point. But you might, if you're using the injector seat, that makes sense. You can just get out of yeah, the Titan. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's like the getting out seat. But that takes, takes too long. Forever. But the getting out's not so bad. It's the getting back in. Well, both of them really together. <laughs> the, get, the getting out's okay. It's the getting in is, is a problem because, yeah, you're vulnerable when when the Titan's still putting you... Because you don't get a shield or anything during yeah. that sequence. And also, as I was saying to Rob, about, about the fact that people can just jump on your Titan and shoot it in a giant weak spot. It's like, this Titan you're piloting has giant fucking robo-arms. Just reach up there and grab that guy! Yeah. <laughs> Presumably it's just out of range of the things, but, you know... And I didn't find... Rodeoing is kind of funny. Like, when it happens, you just jump out, and most of the time, actually... Well, that's, yeah, the, that's the, when you, the incredibly yeah. long jumping-out sequence comes well, into no, play that's again. That's why, the jump-out isn't very long. It's you still can, pretty long. You, you can jump out and get enough shots on to kill a guy, normally before they've even noticed you've jumped out. Well, the other problem with, the, with that whole sequence is even when you jump out, they're still, like, on top of it. So it actually yeah. makes them quite hard and, to and see. And your Titan is wriggling around trying to throw them off. But, yeah, most of the time, that's not a problem. Like, occasionally, people will notice 
Tetris and jump on and you've got a bit of a fight on your hand, but you have the advantage um, in that scenario. Um, and of course, one the other well, it was one it was one of the late unlocks in the beta, but the electric smoke would just if well, you, yeah. I mean, that if is you put the that, on, yeah, that if, you, if, you, if you put that on the floor right next to you, then the pilot on top is just dead. It's not a very cool <laughs> counter though. I want it to reach uh, up there and grab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I, I, I think it's the, so uh, for what I played. I, I actually think the balance is pretty great from what I've seen so far. But there isn't there isn't much there to balance. That's the problem. I don't really have a problem with anything I've played, but it's and the the. The bit I was worried about with regards to control, um, yeah, it's, it's bollocks. <laughs> I, was, I was wrong. It plays just as well on the PC as it does on the, on PC. the Xbox. Excellent. Um, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, it, it's, it's just as good. Um, obviously, that, that's not, there's no guarantee that the, uh, you know, the user base drop-off is going to be any good. But um, given that there's people still playing COD and you, know, you could pretty much still join a game on COD, apparently on the PC versions, then it's probably not going to be a problem. I think it'll be okay. I mean, I, the only big risk is that it's on Origin, to be honest, and not on Steam. But, I mean, people I play battlefield. I had more technical issues on the PC version, like just it, it with connections. And um, that may have been like, I don't know, again, remnants of the beta. And there was yeah. a couple of menus that would flicker, it, like, horribly. Because um, I, I don't know if you saw the burn card system, but that menu yeah, I did. Assign, assign your burn cards... Um, that went wrong on your system. Kind of, okay. Just kind of fucks up on the PC version. Like it all just goes black a lot. <laughs> Flickery. It's a bit strange. God damn, I want to play this. <laughs> I, 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 it's so, <laughs> it's it, really good. Are you going to get it off? Like, I'm going to get the PC version. It's on Amazon and disc copy for like 35 quid. That seems reasonable. Yeah, that's, that's the cheapest I've found it. Um, um, I don't know. I, I want to try and convince Kippers to go PC as well, obviously. But yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously I'm PC. <laughs> I, I, I think got an alternative, but yeah. Yeah, well, I think I want the PC version as well, just because right. I know it's going. Well, because it runs fair enough for me, and because I've managed to put aside my worries about it being, yeah, the inferior version. Because you can always get the other version not. another time if in the you know it'll get cheap or whatever. Probably, <laughs> maybe. Eventually. But the COD games don't get cheap very fast either. Uh, right. Okay. Well, never mind. I'll probably end up with both, but that's a hell of a lot of money to put down. But. I need more if it's DLC. It's probably good well, value from your yeah. uh, for your pound to pound to hour thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, given yeah. that I've probably I've got like ten hours out of it and I haven't put any money down yet, that's, that's yeah. probably already made that exactly. Well, you know, it'll be getting pretty close. But after we played it a bit, yeah. Although uh, they still haven't really opened the lid on exactly what's happening with the the campaign side of it, because it is supposed to tell a story, but all of that stuff is supposed to be multiplayer as well. So whether it tells the story, da, 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 and then at the end of that, it's just dropping you into a normal multiplayer game. It's... Uh, well, that's how Brink did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so not really excited fun. about the um, universe. It's fine. Uh, I quite like it, it, the it, art style and stuff, So, so, but yeah. I mean, the generic sci-fi is fun. I quite like the look of the spaceships that are <laughs> when they're in orbit and then you sort of you know teleport down and back that you like that kind of, it's kind of the jump drive like in Battlestar isn't it pretty much yeah. you have to fly a little bit and then you jump um, it's like a, a bit of me kind of wishes that some of it was a little you know for a next gen game that perhaps some of that was a little slicker because it basically yeah. like in the beta it performed exactly how COD performs you join a lobby you're in a menu you can cock around with your character whilst in this menu 
the timer ticks down, and without weirdly without a like a much of a beeping noise, which I find annoying. Like I quite like the the old Halo. Sort the of Halo like, beep, do, yeah, do, 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 or something like that. For all of the three seconds of warning that gives you. <laughs> Well, there would be like it would pop up like Halo, would, at least in the later iterations, would pop up little um, like toasts on the screen to sort of tell you what's happening with the search and stuff. So right. they, they kind of alleviated that a little. Um, and I think even COD Blops has a bit of a ticker when it gets to the last ten seconds. Um, and this just, just doesn't. It's just quiet. The music starts to fade out a little bit at the end. <laughs> but um, but you know, I I, I want to see something bombastic like um, there. Um, so you don't go back to just a menu; you go back to like a ship, um, yeah, or something, and you and you're in your quarters or something, or in in this loading thing. And then when you get about to go down the level, when you're in the lobby and stuff, you're actually in the the landing craft in orbit, and then the time down is like you jumping in. You know, I don't want to have to go to this separate loading screen anymore because that just feels decidedly old now. You know, yeah, it, it felt old in COD because Halo would background load before the match began. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Might be a. You still just I don't appear know. in Halo. <laughs> yeah, I know you still just appear, but that whole, the whole fact that there's a loading screen just feels a bit old. I mean, uh, Titanfall starts with you in the landing ship, but you're already jumped in. Yeah, and it's yeah. just you, there's a, just a very short sequence of you jumping out the back, flying out. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I just perhaps would have these days. I think you can do a lot more of that whole, that whole sequence. There's one thing that annoyed me and i think it must be a specific thing to me because you know how for some reason i like drop ships but um <laughs> yep. yeah the drop ship that you evacuate to in the in the epilogue when when you lose like it looks like it's fixed to the level and i wish it was like hovering in a more convincing way it's just uh, sort of stuck if it, just a, if, it, if it was a bit more sort of bouncy yeah, it just looks like the perfect anti-gravity, and it doesn't matter how much everyone shoots it, it just is locked to that position, like, in the sky. And then, as soon as everyone's in it, it then sort of jerkily activates its flying away. And I wish it was, like, hovering in, a, like, a cool way that it was, like, it, uh, you know, it was desperately trying to keep level while people jump onto it. That would be so cool. And and also, when it blows up, it looks terrible as well, because it kind of disappears and is replaced with an explosion, when it ought to, like, crash into the ground and burn and explode and shit. So, I'm, yeah. for some reason, uh, I'm just I'm with, annoyed by I'm with that. You on that. <laughs> I am with you on that one. I am with you. Yeah, that whole... The, 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 that thing is cool. I mean, the it's, concept's like, it's awesome. utterly, it's utterly yeah. pointless, in a way, because <laughs> it, all it is to, like, a chance for the players to gain a bit more points yeah. before the round ends. But, but I like that and to, kind of And shit. to provide context rather than it just ending. Yeah, but and it's always it, just get to the chopper is just inherently funny, fun, even yeah. if you've already lost. Like, that bit, those are always good bits in Left 4 Dead where you have to get to the chopper, mm. you know. I mean, and, you, and you're invulnerable once you're inside the thing. Which yeah. is convenient. So once you are you though, I'm well, not unless, entirely convinced. No, I, I, there was a time where I got up to the platform and like most of the enemy pilots had made it back, but one of them was straggling, and so I could get some clean shots into them. And the, yeah, I, I couldn't. Either the shield from the dropship was protecting them. Yeah, that yeah. seems fairly likely. Or you just can't. And I've never seen it happen. I never saw it happen. Um, I just want to see. Got destroyed. Uh... Maybe you can get a sniper rifle. <laughs> The old classic, but, but that doesn't go and shoot out. Yeah, but, but yeah. that's what I meant. Maybe if you get a powerful enough sniper rifle, <laughs> a special anti shield sniper rifle. Yeah, if, if the if the like the rockets and the forty mils and the titans aren't going through the shield, <laughs> I, I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
I just want to see it like wobbling everywhere with thrust vectoring everywhere and loads of noise and like particles, you know, and like things being blown up around it and shit. That would be awesome. But no, it's just sort of there. It is kind of weirdly the weakest part of the presentation. Anyway, maybe they'll fix that. Apart from the odd duff texture. Like you could walk up to some walls and it'd be like, oh, you didn't think about that one, did you? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that. But But that's, that's, that's classic Call of Duty stuff, that is. Yeah. It's not a source kind of thing, usually. No, normally source is pretty hot on its textures. Yeah. That's um, a bit odd. But never mind. But it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. The Titan combat, even though I described like, the, the pilot combat as being COD, but the Titan combat is a lot, is a lot more, I don't know, thoughtful. I, I found myself doing better cool. at the Titan combat than I did the pilot stuff, um, especially on the Xbox. I don't know, there's something about the controller that meant I was very... I, I would come off, I'd come out on top on most of the Titan fights on Xbox. Whereas I found on PC, it was a much more level affair. You know, everyone was doing about the same as each other. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know why that is, but you know, I was very. I seemed to always have a very, very good run when it was like the last Titan standing game type on on Xbox. Cool. Which is weird because it's not not like I prefer that game mode. I just seem very good. At that it. game mode seems like it's probably going to be dumb. Because I thought, well, I went, it's, it's a lot of fun still. Well, it, it's like it's a good idea. It's, the, it's almost the most team play get like, well, yeah, game type I mean, there is. It's a good idea, and it's a good like theoretical game type for team play. But as was shown very clearly in the bomb video when they were doing it, what you do is you find a place a place that's just slightly like behind a cliff. Get out your totem, leave it there, and go on foot. <laughs> And, oh, then, no, no, no. and then the round never ends because the enemy don't find it and you just maybe you died because you're a pilot but what the hell no, why do your well, team can pull it off no that, that that's titans aren't that hard to find <laughs> well you'd they, be surprised because there was one there's, you know the 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 larger map the one with the sort of green open spaces mm. do you know where the dropship comes down that far end the bottom end the green end it's sort of near the cliffs uh, there's two green ends well, there's, like, there's the the end where it lands next to a building, the one where it's more like on top of a hillock, sort of. But anyway, there's cliffs down there. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the one that's on a sort of like little, uh, yeah, the yeah. one near the pipe end, as opposed to nearing the sort of more open uh, drilling end, I will call it. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, fuck it, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, there's these cliffs, but there's like. The map is at like one level as you're walking up to it, and then there's like a short drop onto a, like a lower platform, and then the edge of the map. Yeah. And there's no reason for that bit to be there. No, and that's... that's a perfect place to hide the Titan because <laughs> then you can't see it from the rest of the level. Yeah. And so I Jeff would... did that several times. I, I, I got into a habit of just going down that area because that's where a lot of this, a lot of Titans' escape routes are. Well, okay. So I just go that way by. Because I know that's where people go to hide. But the trouble, <laughs> it's like that's that's not hiding a Titan. That's just where people go to but escape. The, but the trouble with that is, is that, is that because of the way the game mode works, it's like you're down the Titan that's staying there. But providing your team does enough damage to the other ones, you've still got that one pristine Titan, and it's automatically defensive. So if they do find it, it's at least doing damage. It's not like you've just left it. Yeah, but Auto Titan is crap. Well, yeah, it's crap. But <laughs> but then the point, so because it's like it only matters when the Titans die. It's like as so long as you get it down to like maybe two on one, you still have a fairly decent chance, even with <laughs> that one perfect Titan, providing the other two have been shot up. Yeah, it's a bit of a dumb tactic, I think. It's a tactic. But 
I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that strategically. I just think so. the level design it's like, it's shouldn't like allow you to hide it quite so well. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, I, I have to admit, I don't like that bit of level. I think that's pretty dumb, but um, I, don't, I don't see a problem with that as a tactic. But it's, it's probably because it's dumb because there's not really much of an equivalent on the other side. Yeah, that is the other problem. And I mean, as a tactic for that game mode as well, it also seems kind of... Because it's like when you jump out of the time, you still have that fucking rocket launcher, so you basically just doubled your fire. <laughs> Even if well, the Titan, Auto Titan does not, suck. Except, yeah, auto, when I, in my experience, Auto Titan sucks enough that I worry about the survival of my Titan when it's in that state. Well, yeah. You know, I would rather be piling it at, piloting it because I can get it out of the way when Auto Titan would decide to carry on. Um, I don't know. I prefer just being in the Titan all the time in that mode. But, the, but I mean, because in a I mode where it's basically six on six it. Titans. When you're in a mode where it's basically Titans fighting and the Titans <laughs> are the only thing that matters, mm. once you have a... Because normally, you that that would basically eliminate all the inside building space. So to suddenly have a pilot running around, that kind of actually does mm. <laughs> slightly change that game mode. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, on that level, at least, Fracture, it's... Uh, yeah, if you spot a pilot from long enough away away and they haven't gunned you yet and you just take them down, then that's... As I say, that auto titan becomes practically useless in the grand scheme of the fight um, if that pilot's not around to protect it. It's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a very viable tactic. I can imagine people doing it well, but... Oh, I um, bet if the whole team just jumped out, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you put all your titans on guard mode and left them behind. And... Yeah, just see, see how much damage you can do with the pilots before. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be... If someone was coordinated enough to do a pilot ambush where they all just pop up over the top of the buildings at the same time, and like, all fire oh, rocket barrage. <laughs> I wonder how much damage that would actually do. Probably quite a lot. You could probably take out... If all six players did it, you could probably take out two titans in one shot. Yeah. Each. Because that rocket launcher is pretty heavy duty, the one that locks on. I don't remember whether if you're out of the Titans, if, if I don't remember if if there's only an auto Titan left, whether that still counts. Because the point of that game mode is once all the Titans have died, even if there's pilots still alive, then it ends. Yes. But I don't know if that also applies the other way around. Like uh, if the pilot has jumped out and you kill him, but the Titan's still there, whether that counts. No, you're right, actually. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that ever happened. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm sure people weren't experimenting with that dumb tactic. <laughs> no. No, I don't know. Don't know, actually. But so it's friggin' awesome. I, I, I suppose that is... We sort of touched on it a second ago, but that is perhaps one of the the bigger complaints that... Or the more, more common complaints that I've seen about the game is that it doesn't really encourage much team play. Yeah. Um. I mean, it is sometimes better like during hard point perhaps if you assign two guys to a point and have them stake it out oh well, yeah because then but, like it t- turns into the classic battlefield problem of just like running to each end of the level and then by the time you got there oh no the other place been captured run back yeah which does happen a lot um yeah it's it's very easy to just have a you know go solo on it which is probably why i had a good time of it because i didn't i played like a reasonable amount of it you know there aren't really any there aren't really any obvious like combos or anything no i guess not it's not like you have the medic heavy yeah or or even like but that's again that's that's never really been the case in in military shooters in general it doesn't mean it can't be well, unless you're like a tank driver and you happen to have an engineer like just propping you up every now and then and the idea that your team can theoretically ride on top of your titan that seems pretty useless (laughs) 
Because <laughs> cool, jiggles around so much they can't shoot Yeah, it, it is cool, and it's a way of getting across the map faster. If it, if... Is it faster, though, really? Because I'm not sure the Titans move that much quicker than the dudes. Oh, they do. And if, the dudes just take the straight route, they, in theory. They, the Titans can run. Well, yeah. They move quite quick. The dudes can run straight through the buildings, though, or over them. No, really? no, riding a Titan is, is faster most of the time. Um, but the, the, that opportunity doesn't present itself very often. <laughs> And you have to assume that the Titan's not going to get into a fight that's going to... They just put that in because somebody said, oh, can we do? Can we ride on? And they yeah. said, yeah, why it not? Doesn't really, it doesn't really <laughs> offer much technical advantage, really. Yeah, it's just a cool thing. Yeah. You could probably lock, use the lock-on rocket, like, theory, pro- pro- yeah, provided you don't... Or, as this happened to me, I was sitting on top of a Titan and was trying to lock on, and my view jiggled in such a way at just the wrong time that I shot the rocket into my own Titan and killed myself. Yep, naturally. So... If you're riding one a friendly Titan, does that prevent the enemy from rodeoing it? That would be the question. Yeah, that is very <laughs> again. Or could you have like a melee fight? <laughs> just have, really... have a punch up on top of the Titan. <laughs> Which then there would be a punch up because the melee attack is that stupid kick. Yeah, I guess. So you'd be having a weird kick fight. Well, I'm not sure if the melee attack even works while you're holding on. I guess that would be not. the question. Probably not. It'd be very funny if you could though. <laughs> Because it would be a relatively good tactic. Because you have to get because when you're riding the Titan, you're inside its shield bubble, so you, as a pilot, you get some protection. Mm. Um, but yeah, telecall. If it's as big as that, if it's fourteen maps, as they say, and if there's enough <coughs> variation in the kit, then this is going to be. Even if it's not, in fairness, even if it's half that, it's probably well worth the money. <laughs> I think, for, but for, I think it could be interesting. How much fun I got out of it. It's definitely going to be worth it for me, for me, and and, and you. And we're going to have a great time. I just think it's it's it going to be well, it's, it's going to be one of those games that's going to annoy Naomi because I was playing it basically all the time I could. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <yeah. laughs> it's going to be one of those games. Yeah, but that was a like, time limited option, though. True, true. <laughs> Maybe that's understandable, but you know, yeah, it, it got under my skin like in a way that a lot of games don't. It, you know, it had the drawer in spades. I just wanted to go back and play some more Titanfall. Even without the time limit, I just wanted to play it. It's it's that good. So things that you apparently wanted to play, Final Fantasy 12, to what? <laughs> Final Fantasy 13 too, you mean? Yeah, 12. I, I just, <laughs> I'm Fantasy just wondering whether, what you guys think about the effect it might have on the whole industry. In the You know how Call of Duty is this massive thing in the industry? Uh, if Call of Duty dropped single player Halo and made is. more multiplayer, then I don't think anyone would care. I think that would be a good move for them. Yeah, but I just mean, do you think Titanfall is going to change the whole landscape of video games in the same way that oh, Halo did? Gonna, are they going to upset Activision enough? It's not that much different. <laughs> Probably no, not. I know. No, you're right. It's, but uh, is well, everyone going to be Duty talking about it? just on... going to get two hits a year. It depends how often they knock out a Titanfall. I doubt they're going to go on the annual cycle anytime Probably soon. Probably not. Probably not. Although EA might... You know what EA are uh, like. Yeah, true. They're already doing they, it with Battlefield. Think, so. But I think EA are just... Uh, they don't own Respawn, I don't think. I think they're just acting as a publisher. They'll so probably push for like off years. Independent, but... They'll probably try and alternate Battlefield and Titanfall. Probably, yeah. We shall see. Anyway, yes. I, I, wouldn't, want it to see, I wouldn't want it to see going annual, because if it's multiplayer focused, then it doesn't need to be. Really? 
Well, you could update uh, the same game. These games. I mean, every uh, time you say that, like, particularly in the age of DLC, every time that we've said it's like Sonic Generations, it's like there's no reason for them to make Sonic Generations 2. They could just make more maps, but apparently they're not doing either in that case. But... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Making Sonic boom instead. Oh, yeah, that was news, I suppose. No, we talked about that last, last episode. Yeah, we did, yeah. That must have happened only just before that. Yeah, it did. It was like the day before we recorded. So Final Fantasy, uh, <laughs> some period, thirteen two. Is that right? Yes. Final Fantasy thirteen two. Yeah. Uh, I today. It played a like. Oh, is that what's going on? Card in the story today, which is kind of interesting. But it was kind of played after the end of probably the most tedious section of the game so far. So at that point, it was just like, well, that that that, that only just about justifies what I've just been through, you bastards. It's it's it was, it's it's like the section I've just played is them desperately trying not to make a section linear, even though it's only got one real solution to escape. But it's like, you know, you actually have to do some stuff to get out. You're not just walking down a corridor. Mm. Unfortunately, that stuff is like pressing switches and making stuff move, and then then you have to walk down it whilst trying to avoid the random fights on <laughs> small walkways. <laughs> Which you can't do. Sometimes they just spawn on you. It's like, after a while, like that section went on for a, a bit long, and after a while, you're just like, I don't really want to fight anything. I'm more powerful than all of you bitches. Sweet. I think I'm leveling too fast in that game. <laughs> just nothing's a problem for me at the moment. Not even the bosses. So Red, Red Chocobo nearly had me there. <laughs> Nearly got killed by a chocobo, but not the bosses. Yeah. Oh, and a gigantua. I fought a gigantua. Well, naturally, those are always hard. Yeah. I, I've charmed a gigantua. I'm good. Blimey. <laughs> so I, I can control one. But he's kind of shit until I level him up, but he requires real high-level material. Naturally. So I haven't got any. But, yeah, I would quite like him in my team. <laughs> Just because he's a fucking cactua. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm still kind of enjoying it. You 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 do still sort of plod through a lot of areas, just going press X, press X, press X, finish the fight. There we go. Job done. Move on. Um, but it is starting to open its hand a little. There are some sections like where it's, it feels like maybe it's trying too hard to be a Final Fantasy game. Like you know, it's got a casino island. <laughs> Like, there's a whole time space devoted to this is a random spot in time and space, which is a casino. Right. That <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> like, as, as if money doesn't have any, like, there's no economy in this land. It's like, you know, you could, like, money is just eternal. Like, it doesn't well, that, is, that is how it works in the Final Fantasy universe, apparently, because yeah. everything is gear always. Yeah, and it never, there's no inflation ever. <laughs> Quite everything just costs ludicrous amounts always. Yeah. So, like, Nearly two grand for a Phoenix down? Fuck off. <laughs> That'd be pretty good in real life. I would definitely buy one of those. <laughs> yeah, two grand for a Phoenix two grand. Grand. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so that would depend on whether you could use it on yourself. <laughs> you'd have to have someone. Yeah, you'd have uh, to have like a designated Phoenix downer. Depends how long <laughs> after that kind of death, I suppose, that a Phoenix down can be used. Well, apparently any amount of time according to the Final Fantasy universe. <laughs> They could be lying there for significant amounts of time and you could just go flip. So why was Eris not just given a Phoenix Well, down? that is the classic question. <laughs> See, that's I how don't. life insurance would work in the real world. Is you know, they... Everyone would pay for life insurance and then they'd hoard all the Phoenix Downs and then you'd be paying part of 
you know whoever mm. whoever died or you'd 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 be paying towards their their things presumably they don't stop aging though so if you like die of old age or old age related illnesses yeah. presumably they don't just like waste a phoenix down on you so you'd be awake for like four minutes <laughs> presumably depends how rich you are <laughs> yeah just have an endless supply coming in yeah keep buying the phoenix downs those phoenixes uh, aren't having much luck <laughs> Are there even phoenixes or phoenix? Is, is the Where are you going to get right? down? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> is that the plural of phoenix? Yeah, are, are there any phoenixes actually in Final Fantasy? Is it just this down everywhere? <laughs> it's just down. <laughs> well, there's a summon phoenix, isn't there? Is there? I think that's what you get it in Final Fantasy VII at, the, at Fort Condor because the oh, giant condor thing. Is a phoenix, not a condor. I'm not sure if it actually is, but it, the phoenix material mysteriously if, uh, turns up in the nest. <laughs> right. And then you get it. And that, and that actually is just a summon that raises everyone. Okay. <laughs> Which is convenient. So maybe there have been phenai <laughs> in, yes. in Final Fantasy games. I'm sure there have been in other Final Fantasy games at some point, more mm. legitimately. Just a generic type of enemy anyway, in most cases. So I've hit the supposed like twenty hour mark where I'm supposed to have finished the game according to game trailers. Yeah. It's like not a chance. I doubt I'm halfway through. And I could easily go and probably spend a reasonable chunk of that time again going back to the areas I visited to do things differently or find the stuff I haven't done. But I'm not gonna. No. Because I'm already over leveled. <laughs> so like why would I need to go back and do all this side shit if it so if if my characters are already too 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 beefy, I guess that was that was kind of the part of the reason, wasn't it, for always doing side stuff in those in RPGs in general, isn't it? It's just like you want to. It's something slightly more interesting than just doing a grind that gives you a per, some other purpose to to grind, I guess, because <laughs> you'll be grinding on your way to doing this other thing, maybe. Um, <clears throat> but as I say, I'm I'm at the point where that's kind of irrelevant to me. Uh, so I'm not really doing it. Uh, but mm. it's, it's all right. It's all right. I'll tell you well, what isn't all right, though. Yeah. What's that? I, I've been sort of playing Intrusion 2. Right. This is this. It's actually a Flash game, right? Like, straight out, it's just a Flash game that you can get on Steam. Um, and it's this little indie game that's trying to be, like, a bit like Metal Slug, I suppose. And, you know, it's a run and, run and gunner. Um, but it's got like a physics system in there and it's basically very reminiscent of Scribblenauts in a way because everything animates a bit like Scribblenauts like like all the dudes with their limbs and stuff (laughs) they sort of animate a bit like Scribblenauts but but they but it plays into the like mechanics of the game a bit too heavily like the like some of the bosses they traverse the level by uh, climbing on things and throwing stuff, and it animates kind of coolly. Like, so they're like using their big claws to grab onto stuff and move around and stuff. But it's also one of the game's biggest problems because because it's physics. It means they can't really make anything particularly tight, hmm. I guess. So shit just happens occasionally that you can't do anything about. Um, and the biggest problem is that depending on what's happening, sometimes it really fucks with your control. Like you, the worst part is that sometimes it's just hard to jump. Like, if there's an object that's sort of pressing against you, sometimes it just won't let you jump because it thinks you're in, like, either floating or got too much momentum or something. Right. And it means you just can't do what you want to do, and it's kind of crappy because of it. And it's frustrating because this, 
there's sort of a spark of genius here. Like when the game plays well, you're kind. I'm kind of impressed with it when it's uh, doing its thing. And actually, uh, when it all comes together, it feels pretty good, and it's it's not that bad. But it's just the levels are a bit long. The checkpoints are a little in places are quite harsh. Um, and you can, there's no like, when you get hit, there's no like invulnerability period. So you could get hit a lot very quickly and just die uh, and then have to go all the way back to this checkpoint you've, that was a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm not sure piloting any of the vehicles is much fun. <laughs> like, you get the first vehicle, I say vehicle, the first vehicle you get is a fucking wolf. It's like a giant wolf you can ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Which again animates really coolly, but it's just a pain in the ass to control. <laughs> There's not really much benefit to it, other than if you manage to find a flat stretch of land and you're running, dudes just get smashed by your wolf's face. It's like <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard to recommend it. It's kind of cool as a quirky little. There's a video okay. on the site that I streamed. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah, last week. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of a quirky little thing, but it is just a little bit frustrating. It's like that that video starts with possibly one of the best bits of the game, which was this relatively cool boss fight, yeah. um, and ends with a highly frustrating like set of long sequences that are kind of just annoying to get through. And then, took the, and then I got to one where I, it seemed to just go on forever, and then I died, and it put me back miles, and I'm just like, well, fuck this! It's... <laughs> so yeah, Intrusion 2. Mm, flash games mm. and because it's flash it doesn't exactly run very well <laughs> <laughs> typical you know it's like a, a a low frame low frame rate but i think it's kind of locked to that maybe to get the physics to work maybe mm. but uh what else have we been playing we played battlefield 4 a bit yesterday didn't we so yep i was all right was have you all bought that then You've all got I four. think even Kippers has got it now. Yeah. All right. Well, exactly. He's had it for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> he just never plays it. Well, you yeah. don't really enjoy the modern iterations of Battlefield, do you, Dan? Like, you didn't get on with 3 very much. No, I didn't get really get on with 3. Um, I don't know why, because I like 2, and obviously I like the classic ones, but it didn't make me want to buy a f- 4, because I probably didn't play. And 2 is probably the most enough. frustrating of the lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it looked amazing, obviously. It does look uh, very good, yeah. And I have, does... I've been using <laughs> using your joystick to try and learn to fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't think I'm any better with it, but it's still it's kind of fun, just <laughs> having a big big joystick to throw around. Oh, someone's uh, at your door again. Door Interruptions door. to our podcast. Oh, for the love of... Oh. Go deal with that. Oh. I might so, have to take... I guess I'll um, talk about Y-Blade. Well, I might have to get that... Joystick back if this if this uh, elite dangerous turns out to be awesome. I mean, it's looking pretty good. Quite excited about that. Um, there's been a, an open, no, there's been a, a closed, not open alpha um, going on, which was like some, you know, quite linear uh, shooty missions rather than the huge gigantic open world of of elite. But even that was looking pretty was looking pretty cool some good reports on that so i think as long as they get the combat right because you end up just sort of spinning around and around each other and it looks like they've actually got some proper problem yeah exactly space or air combat but they've got some awesome like momentum mechanics or something where you have to time it right and it gives you a little indicator for like that you want to kind of slide on the you know you want to slow to the right speed as you turn or whatever so it actually gives it some cool 
You know. Well, it was the it was the old classic thing in like freelancing and whatever, where the, yeah. in, in theory you had the config where you could like disengage your engines and just carry on in a straight line and then turn and shoot, but you could never do it for any actually yeah. useful benefit. <laughs> so, so they're trying to make that a lot better. It seems like what they've done is they've made the your speed much slower than the pitch speed, so you have to pitch and roll in order to, you know, you have to bank in yeah, order right. to turn fast. Whereas in in free space, you would just your you know, you could turn left as fast as you could go up, turn up, right? So you would yeah. just yaw and pitch directly to where you wanted to, you know, to where the target was. You didn't have to actually maneuver, you know, in a kind of aeroplane-like of the, way. A lot of the older space sims would handle that way. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's, exactly. that's how space would theoretically work, I guess, yeah, unless, yeah. Your, unless your spaceship was really badly designed, so it had, like... <laughs> different amounts yeah. of thrust on each turny axis yeah but i guess that's what they're trying to do to make it fun and i think that sounds cool and also that's more like because because all the all the space opera space combat like star wars or whatever is always based on on jet fighter combat it's not actually like you right. know it doesn't actually think about how it would really be i mean if you look at Battlestar, it does have little thrusters and you can sort of flip over but they're, they're not really they're not really the right shape for how a space fighter would actually like I'm not even sure what a space fighter would actually look like. I can't think of any hard sci fi. They probably just Cylinder. wouldn't have fighters. Cylinder yeah. with like motors all around. It, it would need any shape, it'd just be a fucking yeah, ball or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like a ball cube basically. So yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I think that's that's looking pretty cool. But anyway, surely you were going to talk about... there's still some, like, center of gravity shit to worry about, like, when you're thrusting at an angle. Like, so maybe a sphere is the best option. Or if it was evenly distributed inside the cube. <laughs> yeah. The corners would be a problem. That's where the thrusters are. <laughs> Everything so else anyway. you want to talk about now that you're back, Rob? Uh, no, fuck it. Okay. I've talked way too long. It's that time. Titan, Titanfall took over. Yeah, well, we conveniently, Dan made an ingenious segue to one of the things I was going to talk about by talking about space. <laughs> space! That was convenient of me. Because I, for some reason, I decided to try another shot at X3 again. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you said last week. Didn't you? Yeah, because it's like I tried that ages ago and talked about it on the podcast and about how dumb it was or whatever I said at the time. I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, I, so I, was, I was thinking about going back to it. But the first thing I did was went and basically, like, I don't know what I even searched for, but I Googled around to see what people were saying about it, I suppose. And the general consensus was, like, unless you actually care about the story of the X universe, yeah, then you don't need to bother with the first one, Reunion. I mean, first X3, because yes. there's three of them. Okay. You don't need to bother about the first X3, which is Reunion, which was the one that I tried to play the first time, because Terran Conflict is just a better game. Like, like the stuff that they improved just makes it better if you don't care about the story. And then the third one, like Albion Prelude, is like, it's the sort, apparently, maybe mechanically, it's still better than Terran Conflict, but. It's like the mission structure and stuff is simplified, so it's actually like not as interesting a game to play, I suppose, is what people were saying. So I was like, well, okay, then I guess I guess that might explain why I thought X3 Re Reunion was a bit weird. Because <laughs> I don't care about the story, I prefer a better game. <laughs> so I installed Terran Conflict instead and cool. started, started in on that to see if, I, see if I could make any more sense of it. And it's like, I sort of got a bit further in it this time. 
It's like it makes makes slightly more sense. It seems like it works better. I don't know. I had a lot of problems with the combat and stuff that small time I played X3 the first time. This one seems like it's a lot more manageable. It just seems like, you know, like normal space combat. You can aim at the lead marker and you shoot things. <laughs> it's not complicated. Yeah. But then what is complicated still, even with the improvements, is just like... It's like Eve is supposedly like spreadsheets in space because everyone just does maths because mm. <laughs> it's all about profit margins and <laughs> manufacturing and all that kind of dumb stuff and faster calculations. Yeah. Whereas like X three X three is basically just like menus in space because mm-hmm. like you can fly your ship and that's fine and you can you know you can get bigger ships if you want to fly really goddamn slowly, <laughs> which is not actually that much fun because the bigger the ship is, the slower it gets, of course. Mm. But, so you can fly your ship and you can shoot things, and that's okay. But then, like the whole idea of building your empire and like making lots of money and building your own, building your own stations and having actual fleets of ships, like actual like capitals and sub ships that you know go around with them, or whatever. Yeah, sure. That's just like a huge pile of menus. Oh, <laughs> You're not okay. actually really doing anything. It's just like you go because at the moment I've only got like five ships really i mean i've got a few extra ones that aren't doing anything but i've got like five ships that are are active at the moment it's like my main ship i've got a trader that i used to do just generic trade runs between stations to make some cash and i've got my first station which has its like supply ships basically so like so i built the station and the supply ships are automatic but then like the trading run ship it's like okay i want to make this ship do a new trading run because this isn't automated at the base level at the simple level, you can buy like an upgrade to do some automation. So you're like, go into my property list, scroll through the list until you find find the ship, which with and the property list is organised by where it is. So it's like, mm-hmm. what solar system did I leave that in? <laughs> scroll down until you find that, click on it, open its command console, go to trade run, pop, and then it pops up the sector map. Go to whichever sector you want the first station, click on the first station, click on the product you want to buy, pops up the map again, go to wherever you want to drop the product off, click on the station you want to deliver it to, go, and it just does it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it's like, you do all this tons of menu stuff just to make a ship fly between two places. (laughs) And yeah, so it's just like, there's not, it's simultaneously not enough and too much automation, because it's like, it's it's enough automation that you're not actually doing anything other than telling it where to go, but if you could maybe tell it where to go in a slightly simpler way and have it maybe just like automatically repeat certain tasks and stuff, that would be better as well. Because mm. then you wouldn't have to keep going through this whole menu system over and over. And even then, and then, and then there's just like things that are just sort of missing. Like for instance, for example, my my well, there's one major thing that's actually sort of considered a bug that isn't fixed where when one of your ships gets destroyed, it technically sends you a message, but the message makes no sound and doesn't flash the message box. Oh. oh so, right. like, an hour later, you'll be like, hang on, I'm sure I had one more ship in this list. Oh, wait, it got blown up at some point. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there doesn't seem to be any way to, like, make your ships automatically retreat when they see an enemy, even, which you'd think would be quite important, particularly yeah. for, like, haulers. It's just like, I don't want you to continue flying towards your destination. I want you to run the fuck away. Is it to try and encourage you to send, like, no, don't send haulers unprotected? Or? Well, I guess. But, like, the other trouble with this whole, the whole X universe is because it's, like, dynamic. Like, everything is actually simulated. Like, every, all the cargo ships that are transporting shit around are actually transporting cargo. Hmm. And all the enemy fleets that are moving around are actually 
spawn from somewhere and have an intention to go somewhere. Hmm. So it's like sometimes even the safe systems, you'll just get like a small fleet of enemy ships that are just going through it to somewhere. Hmm. And a lot of the time, the, the NPC like factions don't seem particularly interested in shooting each other. It's just, actually quite a lot of time, even the pirates aren't that interested in shooting you. You can just like fly past them and just, they're just going somewhere, you're just going somewhere, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they don't really mind. Uh, there's some logic to that, I guess. Yeah, but then of course when it doesn't happen and like one of your ships just mysteriously gets blown up because some giant capital alien vessel happened to be flying past at the time, <laughs> that's kind of annoying. And then you don't get a message. Or you do get a message. Just crashed into the side of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Crashing into things is another big problem with that as well. So can you run this like with multi monitors and like set up like could you have feeds for your other craft like in other windows? I don't know. I initially thought it did support multi monitor, but it also has a feature called monitors which are like picture in picture. Right. So yeah. I don't know whether the, I don't, don't know whether the I options see. were actually referring to actual monitors or not. I see. But I, I don't think I don't think you can have the picture in picture thing unless you're in the system. Unless you're in the system. Because when, when you're not there, it's just doing a basic simulation, which is apparently quite a problem for, like, combat ships, because it, it just basically sort of does a DPS calculation. It doesn't okay. It doesn't actually simulate combat. It's just like, would this ship win theoretically? Okay, so, and then it just blows up. So, so even if you were more skilled or something, or if you had... Do your pilots, like, have a skill rate? No, because it's all just computer-controlled, so you don't right. really get pilots as such. Mm. The only pilots you do get are trade pilots, and they level up through doing trades and then you can send them on they're sort of better at automating trade routes at that point right so it's always like there's no sort of like I don't know random factor to say hey these guys are got out by the skin of their teeth no probably not it seems like it's just a simple calculation so yeah I I looked up because this is a bit of a bit of a different story again but I ended up looking into Star Citizen a bit because I realised I didn't really actually know very much about what was going on with that right um and Kipper said he bought shit. Bought shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, in it. Um, and I was just like, well, what is this? And it's like, I didn't realize it was made by the same guy that put together Wing Commander and Freelancer. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And that it's pretty much the same game. Like, he was even talking about in his, like, in his, I don't know if it was his Kickstarter video or what, or just an intro, like the intro video on the site. He goes on and talking about how you can go to bars and get jobs off <laughs> random people. people to say, yeah. we don't own this place, but we haven't had the same with a few people. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. It's, it's <laughs> just making the same game, it seems, but like, we doubling down on station. what Freelancer was trying to do. You know, if it's multiplayer Well, stuff. we can only hope. <laughs> it, it actually. Man, if he pulls it off, Star Citizen's going to be amazing. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, so I don't know whether to be more excited about Elite or Star Citizen. Really, I think Elite yeah. has some, like Elite seems like it's slightly less ambitious and therefore slightly more likely to succeed. But who knows? <laughs> yes, yeah. more say. possible. But yeah, so I I pissed around in X three for like quite a long time, and as I I definitely remember saying this is the first about the first time I played it. It's so goddamn slow, <laughs> even with the fact that you can use the time acceleration to speed everything up to ten times speed. It still takes fucking forever <laughs> to go anywhere and do anything. And then after a while, I was like, sort of the small little things that like weren't as good as they could be, like the station management and like. Or like the flying around and like how you have to position stuff in space when you're building things and all that kind of stuff. It started to slightly annoy me, and I was like, "Well, there's got to be mods because this sort of game always has mods." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went and looked up some mods, and 
there wasn't really as many like clearly like good mod like overhauls or whatever as I thought there would be. But there was this... like one at the top of the list that's just like, oh yeah, this is the pack everyone should have. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So there was this one that's like the, the Uber it's basically it's not it's almost like rebuilding the game from scratch. It's like a completely different layout to the universe and completely different plot missions and storyline and everything's laid out differently and all the systems are in different places and all this kind of stuff. Right. And like a bunch of other improvements to the UI and things. And I was like, well, that sounds sweet. Mm. So it's still that. <laughs> and that just makes it even worse because like, if you thought everything was really far apart in the base game, everything is about twice as far apart in this one. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Why is this fucking solar system 600 kilometers across and I can only fly 100 meters a second? <laughs> Did someone think that was more realistic or something? It's like, it's a, I mean, I can see the theory, because I think the other <laughs> part of this mod is that, like, it's deliberately starts off sparse because the world building happens in real time. Because that also does happen in the base game, like, new new stations get built automatically by the NPCs mm. to, like, fill supply and demand or whatever. And I think the idea of this mod is it's meant to start off sparse and then it gets built because this is, like, a new sector of space that's only just been discovered or whatever. But so basically that means everything is like super empty to begin with. Mm. And that also maybe is because like it gives you space to build in. Because in, yeah, right. in, in the base game, a lot of the time I, I was looking at systems to build and I was like, well, there's not really anywhere good that has a decent like area of space for me to fit stuff right. <laughs> as such. So I, was, like, I think that might be the problem it was trying to solve. But it's just like... <laughs> The fastest ships still only go like 400 meters a second, and even at 10 times speed, that's going to take a long time to fly between these games. I just kind of realized what I said a second ago. Like, you said, wait, you said the systems are 600 kilometers across. Yeah. And I said, they think that's more realistic? Like, <laughs> 600 kilometers is not very far. No, no, that's the classic freelancer problem of like, you're flying at one kilometer a second. That's so incredibly not fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That was X3. I played. That was what I did this week, basically. And then last week, yeah, last week was the week. Po- Pokemon Bank finally arrived. Oh, of yes, course, news. Yes, news. So I finally got to do the thing of porting up all my old Pokemon into the new game, which worked. I mean, I guess hmm. the Pokemon Bank is a bit weird because you just are you just using it for the free month or yeah I'm just using them it's got a monthly fee uh, not I think it's a yearly fee actually I don't think they have monthly but it's only like five quid or whatever for a whole year <laughs> so I guess that's fine for it to be a yearly thing hmm. but it's, the actual like a- app I guess <laughs> that's what you call it on the 3ds is a bit weird because it's like it doesn't use the touch screen at all even though half the screen is the touchscreen. Oh, wow. Admittedly, that sort of unifies the control scheme. Because, like, you can't... You're, it's like the top screen is the boxes on the internet and the bottom screen is the boxes in your game. Right, yeah. So it makes sense that they couldn't use you the touchscreen. You can't, you can't go between them, so yeah. you kind of need to unify it. That's why both screens should have been touched. <laughs> that kind of sucks. But So I ported up all my old Pokemon, and that's fine. And then I'm like, well, I've got 500... Pokemon in my Pokedex out of 700 now, so I'm mm. like, well, that's... I might actually be able to go for some kind of almost completion type thing. Mm. So then I was thinking about, well, obviously that means I'll have to trade for, like, some of the ridiculous rare shit, so I'll probably have to trade away some of my more rare ones from the old games. Mm. And I, I was like, well, 
I know, that's probably okay, fine. You're going to go back to the old game. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, in theory, you could just restart the old games again and get them all, which yeah. makes them not actually that rare, in theory. I guess, yeah. <laughs> you farm the game. So I was trying to, basically, I was trying to think of, like, what what is the most rare thing that I can probably just get? It's like, it's the classic, like, the old, the old, um, Bit, uh, trading up from from a pen to a Ferrari or whatever. Right. You're trying to think of like this trade is only a slight bonus to me. But if someone takes it, then I can upgrade that trade to a slightly better thing and maybe work my way up towards one of the rare things. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> that's worth trying. Just cat. Let's see if you could pull it off as like an experiment. Well, catch a caterpie or whatever. And... There's kind of a second part to that to the trading story that I. I'm going to come to in a slightly roundabout way, but so what happened next was when I ported up all my Pokemon from the old one, I was going through them, checking their stats basically, because now you have the thing in X and Y where you can basically look at their mm. individual stats. You can see how good your power used to be. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because when I look at my original team, it's like, wow, this one I was using has like two stats that are zero <laughs> in my in my team. I was like, wow, that <laughs> bad choice apparently. <laughs> But then, so I was going through that, and then I came across like w- one of the things that I traded up from the old version. I was like, "Oh, look, this one is obviously a hacked Pokemon," because hmm. it, it was the first time I'd actually noticed it. Because it was like basically all its stats were the same, but not maximum, hmm. which is like basically a trick to make it so slightly less obvious. Because if they were all maximum, that would make it a bit too obvious. <laughs> so then I came to the came to the fun time of like now that the Pokemon Bank exists. They made a big deal. Well, not that big a deal. They made something of a deal on the Pokemon Bank website about, like, oh, it's going to detect hacked Pokemons and you won't be able to trade them up or whatever. Apparently, that does not fucking work at all. (laughs) Because, well, it's like, firstly, I I traded that hacked Pokemon up by accident (laughs) because I didn't know that it was. But sure, but to <laughs> get rid of this, these goods, these goods are dirty. But the trick about that is that, like, the one that I had was what they refer to as a legal hacked Pokemon, which is... Wait, what? Which is to say that it it, it could theoretically have occurred like that naturally in the game just from random number generation, basically. It's like it didn't have any stats that it couldn't theoretically have had. If you see what I mean. Dan, I'm talking to you now because Rob's left. I'm getting it, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's like a... So that's like a legally legally hacked Pokemon, as in. But like, you think po- it probably didn't come from the game? Well, it's, it's then- like it's super unlikely. I mean, the fact that all—I guess it's not actually that unlikely because it's fucking random, isn't it? It's the fact that they all, that it has the exactly the same on every one of its stats. It's like that's just as likely to happen as the all being as different. Anything but, else. Well, <laughs> but it just that's the thing about and like uh, random number generators aren't that random, even so. Well, that, I mean, that's really how those hacks happen, isn't it? Because they yeah, manipulate exactly. the random number generator. Yeah, it's all about how did where do they get the seed value for? That's the key thing with, yeah. with the RNGs. And it's probably not so, the most cryptographically secure RNG in the world. The one in the Pokemon cart. Right. <laughs> so, so I traded that one up through the Pokemon Bank, and that's maybe sort of acceptable that it wouldn't detect that because it's like it looks like something that could theoretically be generated by the game. But then, but then, when I was doing my initial attempts at trading up on the actual trade, you know, the actual trade bank, uh, I put in, I would put in for like one of the legendaries, like a trade to just see if I could trade up slightly to one of the better legendaries, or one, or one of the legendaries that I thought was going to be more valuable. 
Yeah. And what is like, what did I get back from that? Well, I got the legendary Pokemon, except that it was shiny, level one, with the Poker virus, and in a Master Ball. <laughs> and I was like, fuck? that's not even subtle. Oh, and all its stats were maximum as well. Right, okay. Yeah. I was like, that's not even subtly hacked. That is literally the most hacked Pokemon you can possibly have. <laughs> the most possibly hacked. Awesome. What did you do with it then? Well, I've still I've still got it for now. I don't know. Right, maybe, okay. I'll, maybe I'll try to trade it on. But then, so then after that happened, I I was like, well, that's weird that like this incredibly hacked Pokemon slipped through the system or whatever. But then when I actually went and looked at the, I, so I did a search in the Pokemon Bank for everyone who who was up, who was offering that Pokemon up for trade. Because before I'd done it as a receive, where I was like, I want this Pokemon, so it was only one person's thing that filled it. So I looked yeah. at the whole list for everyone that was offering that, and it's like 50% of them are shiny. <laughs> and I bet you almost all of those shinies are hacked. Yep. So I was like, well, apparently the check in the Pokemon Bank doesn't work at all. Apparently in the any whole way. thing's like busted currently. Right? Because <laughs> it's like, because I mean, that one that I traded up, the, the subtle hack, it's like that could obviously slip through. But there's there's incredibly obvious, easy ways they could do checks against hacks. Like, for example, legendaries being level one <laughs> or less than level 70, where legendaries always spawn <laughs> at level 70. It's just like, that would be the easiest check. Exactly. I mean, how, oh, I don't know. How hard is it to set these things up, especially when a million people are going to be using it? Like obviously, because so, yeah. it's Pokemon, right? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so that was that's the hacking of Pokemon. It's kind of inevitable, but on the plus side, it might actually make it real easy to complete my Pokedex. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Hacks. I can probably just, just, <laughs> just get everything. Yeah, yeah, abuse that away. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, yeah, the Twitch was... plays Pokemon. Um, Abba Jesus just fainted because he ran out of power points. <laughs> How's you doing? <laughs> They're totally fucked. They're in a cave and they haven't got flash, so it's completely black. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't actually matter. Right? No. People know where they are. And I think their entire team's now down, except for one lap press. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll fade and then they'll go back to the Pokemon Center again. But, yeah, probably. And then they'll just go back to the PC and release them all into the wild. <laughs> yep. <How do> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, never mind. So, yeah, that was so, my Pokemon. That was so, Pokemon. Have, have they- so are they like uh, is missing no an official Pokemon? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. I do wonder what would try. What would happen if you even tried to trade that? Hmm. Presumably, it doesn't even trade out of red. Like yeah. if you tried to trade it up to gold or silver, that probably just break. Yeah, I wonder if it. Yeah, I wonder if it even can. Yeah. So yeah, that was the Pokemon trading fiasco, and then, so then I was just doing some more breeding, basically. I want. I I finally finished my breeding stable where it's like i've got one pokemon that covers each of the egg groups at maximum stats so yeah. I'm like they can breed with anything now to make something else with maximum stats if i want to why do i find the phrase egg group funny <laughs> <laughs> okay because, because you're rob <laughs> i don't really understand <laughs> even i don't get that one <laughs> so that was what i spent the previous week doing and then in between that I slipped in a tiny bit more Sarban riding, but not really. I finally got round to doing that maths that I was trying to do last time. 
Oh which yeah, took way, which took way longer than it should have because I kept having, I kept rewriting it over and over when I kept realizing that I should be doing it in a different order, which is actually the problem. So like the maps part, I knew how that was going to go, but actually putting it in an order that made sense and actually made the code not incredibly long. The logic part, yeah, yeah, right. It's like typical, yeah. typical programming efficiency. Because eventually, you just, if you don't think about it, you just end up with like everything being in one giant if, and then a million sub ifs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ifs, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no way, I can just do this calculation outside the ifs, and then just have that be a variable. <laughs> That's much, much cleaner. I wonder if you could do some. There must be a static an- an- analysis way of like simplifying logic like that. You must be able to press a button and get the optimum. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say if necessarily. I, I've got some tortured logic like currently, and like I'm sure it could be simplified. Um, I guess it's a real tricky thing because it's like, like when you run it through, especially if you, if it's in a single function, yeah, maybe there's a way of yeah. analyzing it and it figuring out the best way to do it. Although yeah. you may argue that sometimes an optimizer might be able to do some work for you there anyway. Yeah. Um, what you're that saying when be, the I did, that, that might not what? be true of Loire scripting or no. yeah, when exactly. you've got a proper compilation step, perhaps the optimizer steps in. Because That's they true. Know, they know they know a lot of tricks. Those optimizers, yeah, they do. They're very clever yeah. things. Um, yeah, so often, yeah. well, this is why they warn against like pre um, premature optimization because actually yeah, a lot true. of what you might be doing may not be helping at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I finally finished pro- reprogramming my goddamn solar panels to actually work during the daytime. <laughs> it took too too much effort, and we're still a bit. Of a, it's still the actual game doesn't even really allow you to do that because, like, when you warp out of a planet, it's like so. I made it so when you walk away from the solar panels on the planet, it calculates for the correct day length of that planet when you come back. Mm. But if you actually warp off the planet and the whole planet unloads, it just resets the day-night cycle. No. So at that point, I was just like, well, it will just give you 50% of the energy. Because <laughs> that's the, the closest approximation you're going to get. So could you, But the problem with that is, could you cheap it just by jumping off, jumping on? And then... Not really. I mean, that would theoretically allow you... Because I sort of do that anyway in the game. Because it's like if, if if you walk down to a planet and then you just it'll go exploring and then it gets to nighttime, you're just like, well, fuck nighttime, beam up, wait for the planet reset, beam down, and walk the other way, but in daytime again, because <laughs> it resets the daylight cycle. Don't bother with night. <laughs> so that's a bit dumb, but I don't. That sounds that like something they might change. Oh well, maybe, but the, the, you'd still have to. It's a matter of like keeping that data loaded, I suppose. You have to, have to keep it loaded. You just have to save it somewhere. They have a save file. We put well, it no, there. because if you want, if you you could just save it, but if you want the time to progress correctly, regardless of whether you're at that planet, you have a game. You have a have a variable that tracks the game clock. Well, yeah, when exactly. you, when you left and a game clock when was, you came back, it would still have to store that information for every planet you land on. That's not a lot of info. No, no, it's not in theory. It's not something that has to be loaded all the time. Let's let, let's just... make them fucking make it so plants grow when you're not there first. Yeah, because <laughs> that's still not fixed. I can, I can see their problem though. It is a when you're talking about game efficiency, this is kind of an annoying thing to have to try and do. Yeah. Um, twice so many games, say like X, have to make some kind of. Yeah, just when you're not there, version of the code. Yeah. When you're not looking, it can do much quicker, simpler calculations. Exactly, because it doesn't matter so much. 
but yeah, so I finished reprogramming that, uploaded the new version, and those two people who I was having a big discussion about their mysterious bugs, I couldn't work out what the fuck was going on, they haven't replied yet, so <laughs> I don't know whether I coincidentally fixed them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which would be the best result. So that's that. Mm. I can't think of anything else I played. Oh, I played, I played like 20 minutes of Super Hexagon before I came over here. <laughs> 20 minutes? <laughs> well, it's like, you can't... I, Someone, I read an article about Super Hexagon at some point that basically said this, that like you do best right at the start of a session, really. That's true of a lot of games. Well, yeah. But I don't, it's, like, it's kind of a weird thing. But yeah, so I had... I still haven't managed to complete fucking Hexagonist. I've got to like 47 seconds! Ooh. So close! It's not bad. <laughs> I still haven't actually really played it in Riveni. I'm not sure I want to. Um, like, I know it's a good game, but I don't... I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily want that amount of eye fuckery. It's like oh, I still haven't really played. Like talking about games I haven't really played, it's like I still haven't really gone back to Dyad very much. No, I always kind of had the intention of doing so, like still installed and everything to try and try some of the trophy challenges I was getting pretty close to succeeding with, but mm-hmm. just end up don't. <laughs> yeah, end up don't end, end up, up not. end up not. You end up don't. <laughs> I think, oh, and the other thing, obviously, was I played some more amount of Bravely Default. Not that much, because that was the Pokemon took over the 3DS for a while, and then I was distracted by its free. But I I got, I don't know why it turned out to be such a sudden stumbling block that, like, suddenly put me off playing it, because I've been playing it tons. And then they, it came, came to the point where I got an airship again. Not actually the same airship, surprisingly. It gave me a totally different airship rather than fixing the one I already had. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I've got the airship, so I have now, now I can go anywhere on the world map. Except really that means you can go back to anywhere you've already been and go to the next place you have to go. Because that, that that's basically player. the whole thing. Right. Except as it seems like it's probably not the end of the game. There's going to be something dramatic that happens, evidently. Because I know that'll be chapter four, and there's six chapters. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I got this new airship, and for some reason that just completely put just halted all my progress. Mm. And then when I actually did try and go to the new place, it was like, holy shit, the enemy's too hard. Well, I guess it's time to do a little bit of grinding again. Is is there much side stuff you could potentially do elsewhere? Or... Not. I don't think there even actually is side stuff that's not tied to the story right it's like when you what 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 has happened every other time is you when you enter a new chapter once you've done like the first couple of story steps then there's like a couple of side missions that branch off from it that are sort of related to that part of the story but then there's not just any like random stuff you can go and do in the world that is just always available right i wonder if this is the 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 point that some of the reviews mentioned where like the grind suddenly gets a bit more prevalent. Maybe. I mean, it did seem like a sudden difficulty jump for these enemies. Although I I think I've probably mitigated it and I haven't really actually leveled up that much because leveling seems to be suddenly slower as well. Maybe that was my other problem. The, the grind just seemed like it was going to take a long time. But eventually I worked that, out the strategy. And is that not helped by the grind being... Is it not interesting enough? Or? No, it's, I mean, it's okay, but you're just, like, setting the same commands. Hmm. Once you've got a tactic down... I mean, obviously, the best grind is if you can put it in auto. <laughs> mm, you don't have to do anything, you just run it in a circle. <laughs> yeah. And it does it for you. I have it on good authority that the grinding in Nino Kuni is. Severe. Severe, but not dull. Right. As in, you have to do a lot of it, but it's actually not that bad. You know, it's kind of fun to do. 
Who's been playing Nina Cooney? Uh, no, Eddie. Oh, cool. Okay. Not Rob, because he didn't get it when it was super I mean, cheap. I've got, on I've got too much else to do. I'm not regretting that at the moment. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cheap. But I, one, I'd quote like a disc version just because. Right. And second, I, there's no way I was going to get to that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So yeah, I, di- I eventually worked out the tactic. It was the, it was just like the new type of enemies. There's one enemy that goes berserk and basically one-shots you if you're not defending, which I sold by just defending, basically. <laughs> you just defend until you have a full set of braves and then just use like two out of my three. One of my team has damage reduction, so she never needs to defend. She just absorbs it. <laughs> one of them has... One of them has always misses uh, uh, the first physical attack against them always misses providing you've set it up beforehand and then one of them has damage reduction and counter so I was like that pretty much solved that problem and then the other problem was like these other enemies that paralyze you all the time and I was just like well I guess I'll just go back to this town buy four paralyzed prevention equipment and put that all there problem solved yeah, I can grind this area fine yep yeah. So I might actually be able to progress the story again but you know what in, in some ways I kind of like it when games at least have those because I think like Oh, and at least with Final Fantasy Thirteen and quite a reasonable number of modern RPGs that I seem to have been playing lately. Well, it's just like the need to pay attention to that stuff just seems to be not there. Yeah. You know, you can sort of just deal with it. Fuck it, it's another thing that's hurting my character. I don't need to care. Mash auto attack. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing about these new enemies that I've just come across. It's like I've suddenly realised that poison is actually useful because, like, when do you ever use poison ever in any game? But I was like, hang well, on. We've used it a lot in FF7. Not in really intentionally. It's just a no, side effect of buy it too. We got, well, yeah, I guess we got lucky on a couple of occasions maybe against bosses where it's just like, oh, he's poisoned! <laughs> and it does natural damage in Final Fantasy anyway. Yeah. Whereas in Brain Fight, it actually does a fair bit of damage. Mm. And I discovered because there's that, because of that enemy that goes berserk and then I just basically defend for four turns, apparently they're really easy to poison. So I was just like, oh, I can just poison it. And then while I'm defending, it's still taking damage. <laughs> It's actually worthwhile. <laughs> a tactic. Although I've now got to the point that one of my... My healer has a special move that it just basically max heals everyone. <laughs> but the trouble is, it doesn't just max heal everyone. It max heals, it refills magic points, and it gives you brave points. Oh, wow. So, and, oh, and it also revives anyone that's down. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty damn effective. So, so all, that, all my healer does now is basically... cast that all the time? But it just... The way you you work, the way you earn that special ability is by casting cure on someone who's damaged ten times. So all my healer does is just cast cure all every turn to keep everyone healthy, and then whenever that comes up, it's like, oh look, now everyone has all their magic points back as well. Hmm. <laughs> it's and a it, bit too easy at that point. Does that and does that carry over? Do magic point loss carry over? Do you have to like say at the end of a fight? What you, you haven't is it is it like FF seven in the sense that when you yeah. spend your magic points, you don't just get them back? Yeah, it's a, it's a resource, right? But now with that, now with that, yeah, that doesn't negate that a little. Although you do still have like you know drain magic points off the enemies, like the black mages have that, mm. so you can refill it that way. And like the sword, what's it called? Spell sword has that. Oh, that was actually one of the early builds that I had that was quite awesome. Was the spell sword with like. They have a passive ability that makes it so that at the start of the battle, their sword has magic point draining. <laughs> so you can just quickly hit an enemy, get some magic points back, and then use those magic points to change your sword magic <laughs> to <Maybe>. something useful. <laughs> so you don't actually expend any magic points. <laughs> we are, I suppose, wasting this, that turn to do that. Yeah, but it's only like one part of a four brave turn if you've been defending or whatever. <laughs> true, true. 
It's quite nifty. Or it's just a start and you're trying to one-hit it, I guess. Yeah, it's, it was quite a good plan. But that's been superseded by these other classes that I'm working through. There's so many goddamn jobs! Mm. And, the, and the trouble is, you, you unless you look it up, you don't know what the good, like, what the high-level job abilities are going to be, so you don't know whether you want them. Which is the problem with, like, the freelancer job, the first one you start with. When Once you get that all the way up to level 10, it has plus 10% job points as a passive. Oh wow! So you, kind of, so you kind of want that. So yeah, you want that. But if you didn't know that, yeah. there was no reason for you to think that grinding freelance or the first basic class you get all the way up to ten would be worthwhile. Mm. But then you get it, and it takes ten percent off the time to level up every other class. Yeah, that seems that seems quite valuable. So yeah, do that. Top tips. Top tips. Now we should stop talking because this podcast cool. has gone long already. Have we gone over? Unless Dan has anything to say. Here we've gone over, by the way. Yeah. Oh, great. Do you have anything to talk about, Dan? Uh, I played all the way through uh, Max Payne 3 from start to finish. Again? Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I played Skyrim. <laughs> really? I've been thinking about playing Skyrim as well. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of don't want to get back into that. Oh Although also I wanted to... I, I, I sort of don't believe you. <laughs> the reason the reason why I started thinking about playing it again was because I just wanted to see what the mod situation was like now. Like how awesome right. can you make Skyrim at this oh, point? You can make like, it insane at this point. Yeah, There's some ridiculous some, screenshots about. Some, yeah, yeah, some of the mods are pretty impressive. I mean, it seems to have taken over from GTA. They've taken over from GTA 4 in the ridiculous modding. Like, yeah. like the frame rate killing mods of Doom, but yeah, I think you could you could put some pretty decent ones on that wouldn't kill your frame rate, and it would look pretty amazing. I mean, because I mean, because like we were saying when it came out, like the level of detail stuff was pretty fucked, pretty much yeah. in the base game. It's like so I when think they... waterfalls just turned into giant white <laughs> squares. <laughs> it's just I think they at least fix that. Yeah. <laughs> They were obviously, that was obviously a carryover from the Xbox version, I suppose, that didn't. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They anyway. Didn't put a scaler on. So, yeah, so, yeah. I, I have no real comment on Skyrim. It's still Skyrim. Um, right. I played through a whole, like, drug, um, a whole <laughs> Dwe- Dwemer, Dwemer, Dwemer City. Dwarves. Uh, yeah. And it was like, well, this looks cool, but there's nothing here except, like, it wasn't. It wasn't things. the one that you actually go to in the story. Uh, no, I think it was a side quest. Oh, it might have been. I don't know. Which part of the story do you mean? It was quite well, a big there's, city. There's, there's you had to put really... a lexicon thing in it, but I think it was a different lexicon from the lexicon that's in the like main quest. It was just <laughs> yeah, some probably. other random one. Yeah. Because there's the really there... big there's the really big sort of dwarven combined thing where you, you go through a dwarven ruin and then you enter that underground world. No, no, it wasn't that one. No. It was near Riften, like south of Riften. <laughs> Um, right, yeah. I'm sure there's fucking dwarfed stuff all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Those are on. probably the cooler actual dungeons, because the normal yeah, boring cool dungeons are like, <laughs> here comes a dwarf of damn zombies. <laughs> yeah, more zombies. Constant. Not, that, not zombies. that it's not like that in the, in the dwarven. It's like, here comes more goddamn spider bots. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Spider bots, and, and they're not like scary spider bots like the ones in Deus Ex, who are terrifying. No. They're like, uh, yeah. Like, so... Yeah, they step on you. Well, they do still zap you, but they don't kill you in like two seconds, like the goddamn terrifying ones from Deus Ex. It's because they wanted Deus Ex had fucking plasma, and plasma was the most instant kill thing ever. Because it burns made, you as well. And they made the most horrifying noise. The only thing worse than them was probably the the gre- greasels. Yeah, they're probably 
the all, all the, as well. All, all the giant monsters. dog things were pretty bad. The dog version of the Greasels. What were they called? I don't know. They, they would like chop your legs off, chomp your legs off instantly. Those things. Yeah. And you had to basically hit them with rockets. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. no, never mind. And yeah, Max Payne Three is really good. Um, I think that reviews were a little bit unfair on that one. I think they were focusing on his whininess maybe a bit too much. <laughs> when actually, that it builds atmosphere quite nicely if you play it in one go. Uh, that's well, not maybe the best solution to the problem. It's like if you play this entire game, it no, you could no, you could, you could do it in a few chunks. But if you don't, I think I don't know what was going on with, but but it's a really good what, mechanically. It's good. Uh, play it in easy mode because the I think maybe like the difficulty is is fucked, but the, mechanically it's really good. Right. So just play it in uh, easy everyone mode. Everyone complained that ammo is a problem. Yeah, even in normal mode, that's not a problem in easy mode. So just go straight to that. And um, what else? Um, oh, and the environments are awesome. So it's cool. It's I don't neat, know why people are down on stuff. it. Yeah, so really, really cool. The story was like good, like like intriguing going through, but had a bit of a kind of whimper ending. I thought for me, it wasn't like a big reveal twist thing. Well, there was a sort of a twist, but it was a bit damp dampened possibly mm. by and at the end it's like oh okay done done beans next yeah done beans yeah we're done with this beans of a podcast <laughs> indeed <laughs> whatever that actually means well, done I mean beans. That we're gonna consume it and then fart our way out <laughs> I, I, I had a friend <laughs> i work with at feature space who would just say beans after after everything Done beans was the most common one. So when something <laughs> was finished, beans. he would say done beans. But then he would just say beans after everything. And then occasionally it would actually make sense. He'd say something like coffee beans. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> coffee beans. and he's like, yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I just wanted to walk into a room with like a hot pan of beans and just go, beans. Done beans. <laughs> beans, beans. <laughs> beans, beans. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> beans, beans. Beans. It's like it's done as the verb, like that. Like, done beans. <laughs> done beans. Anyway, that's the end of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Way to to this can, can get, super extended edition. Can you get well reason. done beans, <laughs> or like rare beans, probably <laughs> medium rare yeah. beans. Podcast done beans. <laughs> Catch that's you next time. Been, that should just be what I named this episode, just Dunbeans. <laughs> <laughs> Can be. I'll have to link it to, to Paul. Dunbeans. They made it out of the goddamn rock tunnel without dying. Good. Hooray. What? <laughs> just end this goddamn podcast. The Somebody. end. I've said it that several times. Dan's, Dan's done his outro. Rob, that means you have to push a button. Rock tunnel? Talk about Pokemon again. Don't worry about it. Oh, right, okay. Manganese. Oh, I do so love little kittens. They're so cute and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs>